We recording now. Oh, we oh, recording now. Yeah, yeah, yeah everybody everyone, went everyone got all quiet yeah, now. Uh, as soon as I let you with know, that. recording. Well, guys, this is... This is... Oh, live from Bevis Stevenson. This finna be a breeze. Um, this is not Bed Stuy. This is uh, Park Slope. Oh, this is Park Slope. Yes, guys. Hi, welcome to my home. First time at Jen's crib. Welcome to my lovely home. Oh, said I was trying to hide something. I'm like, I ain't trying to hide nothing. I had no table. Man, actually, I had no couch. You were you were shielding though. Like 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 I said, Akeem and Simeon coming to America. You trying to keep people from coming? Up to yeah, you. I, mean, I, like, I felt like you were trying to keep us from just coming quietly. Outside. Like uh, we ain't got no place to record. Um, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I literally Jim just come back with damn. <laughs> I literally did not have the proper space until, you know, right. The parents were the my family was gone. We got the new couch situation going on right now. Yeah, it's so, in high class, man. I mean, you know, I had yeah. to tell you. That's why I had to say we'll we'll, we'll sit on the floor. Yeah. Live. Listen, when I first walked in, I was just happy to be in a child-free environment <laughs> right uh, uh, not child-free right. for the moment but clearly yeah no, no children live here yeah space so, yeah <laughs> so, you and, know. And, and to be doing it in daytime yeah and it's like you know we still got some hours ahead of us and there's no kids it's like this is this is an oasis <laughs> right so uh this is episode 31 yeah being recorded on the 31st day Ain't of that 2017 shit? isn't that something last day of 17 before we even get into to our, yeah update on old stories right it's, it's it. <laughs> everything we, we wanted to talk about today in this last day of 2017 last podcast of 2017 right um you gotta give us an update you're saying cause I, I know that you're gonna talk about your road trip a little bit later but on your way back from uh, your trip, one of our first recordings came through your phone or something like this. Yeah, like, so you know, I, you're playing music. Yeah, I'm just flipping. Through. I'm just flipping iTunes, um, and landed on like episode nine. So it was you know just me and O. Yeah, and definitely uh, lost episode. <laughs> the lost files. <laughs> and I'll allow it. And it's uh, no, 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 no one will ever hear it. No, no, if you no. haven't heard it already, you will never hear it. And I think I was going through on our catch up, it was like I had gone to like two weddings and a funeral, right? So, like, we had just come off of like some hiatus a little bit because a lot of traveling, right? And one of those weddings I had gone to, I was on like it was a bad wedding, it was a good wedding, and then the funeral. And the bad wedding I went to was held up for like an hour because a prenup hadn't been signed. And it was like, oh, they man. hadn't solved that before the day before. Right. Right. I think that's what I said when he that's told he me said. the story originally. So, <laughs> I mean, this this shit was like, I mean, like I said, I got the I got the invitation or invitation, as he called it, <laughs> to to be in the wedding like three weeks before. It's my best man. He, it was, he, he my best me. man back in high school. So I was like, all right, I got, you know, I got to go. Yeah. Even though he's like he's backed out of some shit before. So. Um. Anyway, no, 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 don't don't gloss that over because I don't remember this part of the story before. He had backed <laughs> he had out, backed out of, of weddings pre. He had been engaged prior to this before, and it never went through. Uh, um. So to quote Jen, he was a runaway groom. He was a runaway groom. I, mean, I don't know who ran away from home, but oh. it just didn't. It just didn't happen. Like once all well, the I mean, once all the wedding from once all the out. wedding planning started happening, and you know. 
I don't know if his bride turned into a bridezilla or he just got, he can get overwhelmed. Uh, you know this kid. Oh. <laughs> he went to school with us. Oh. Um, but he came to school probably y'all's year because he went to like a junior college for like the first two years and, oh. and then transferred over there. But he was my boy from school. Is that subtle shade? Huh? Right no, he was playing football. He was playing football at junior college, and then and then transfer it over there. So oh, this, I, I'm remembering all this stuff. He's an athlete, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he played. You know, he, he was an athlete. Yeah, no, I'm uh, saying, but he got like that whole like athlete sexy thing going on. That's why he can't go through with a wedding. There's too many chicks hanging off. That is not. Nah, that's an nah, unacceptable. Nah. No. That's not, no. I mean, he's well, got, he's I didn't got that. say anything about acceptability. <laughs> that's, a, that's a gross stereotype there, though. <laughs> but anyway. Take it back. <laughs> as I was saying, like. I, I may be making a gross stereotype, but I didn't say it was acceptable. <laughs> Fine. So, so, prenup holds it up for an hour. She finally signs it. And you know, it's just kind of things are like sour from there, right? Oof. Because you you held up the she crowd for like an hour. She strong armed him right before they walked down the aisle. Well, yeah. no, she didn't strong arm him. I mean, he he basically like that's gonna, kind of like to walk. me. He's like, hey, you know, tell Whoever's- the guests they'll tell the guests to come in here and you know they they can go ahead and eat. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is not going down without her signing this, and so she signed it. But to, um, wait, hold up. Uh, to me, that's like him strong arming her. Oh, uh, yeah, he you wasn't. Wait he to wasn't the day going. of the wedding. Oh, no, 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 no. For, to bring through the prenup, like they, you no, had the they had been, they been going back and forth with this already, and he was like, "Yo, this was already supposed to be signed, and she never signed it." Um, whatever, whatever that came to, so it delayed it for an it. hour. She, she, signed she signed it. it. She signed. Um, but you could just tell. I mean, that's not the way you want to start off shit. No. First of all. So fast forward, actually, before I fast forward, you know, same night, I'm sitting there like, because he's got like a son. Yeah. Um, about four or five or whatever. So I expected to meet him finally, like ring bearer or whatever. And I was like, yo, where's your son? And he said, oh, he's with his he's with his mom's. And I said, and he said, she she doesn't know I'm getting married. What? <laughs> said, because they got they got a custody thing going on. And his his lawyer, he's a lawyer too. His lawyer told him that basically, yeah, you can't let your wife know that you can't let your um baby's mom know that you're getting married. So basically, that's why the son wasn't there because <laughs> that was doomed from the start. I was like, oh, this is uh, doomed so from the start. I, la- I laughed in his face Wait, and I was why, like, why is it? I'm not asking any more questions. Man. This, is, <laughs> yeah, this shit is it's crazy. Getting worse. <laughs> this is why every 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 Wait, question why you is it doomed ask? from the start based on. He didn't invite the most the important person at his wedding. What do you mean his son? His son. Well, how's his how's his son the most important person I, person I to hope. his marriage? I, well, not to his marriage, but maybe it's to a big, him it's personally. A big, it's a big event. Like you invited people, and your son don't know you're getting married today. Yeah, oh, but he had he had money. This to guy protect. starting with a bag of lies. Hey man, it was, it was like, <laughs> no, he, he had money and custody to protect. Let's just say he was thinking long term. Let's just say there was, a lot, there was a lot going on mm. in the background. So <laughs> fast forward to the day, Sounds... they are no longer together. So that's well, that's that's well, really the well, so whole thing about it is you didn't really have to fast forward because that was like only a few months ago. Right. <laughs> there was there was no fast not, forward. How long were they engaged fast though? How long were they engaged? Um, was it long? Was it a long engagement? It was I wanna say maybe like six months, maybe. Oh. Any insight into what caused uh, the divorce? 
I mean, I gotta, I gotta think that's like at the seed of it, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. whatever, whatever the. No, uh, maybe he was, maybe he was a wandering dick nigga, and he just. Nah, no, when it happens like in that. six months like that, that's literally he's not really, like, he's not really you know type. what? He's not really the type like that. No. He's it not, sounds like a, this not is not big. what I signed up for. I did. I was not. I didn't realize. Yeah. He's not a, he's not a big player like that. You know, I mean, he, he could be. He's just not. He's an type. athlete. Not the type. He's not the Listen. Type. I'm just saying. All y'all women that like the athletes, they're cool. So I got some he's one. Of, he's friends. one of those. You know what? He's one of those types that just likes but to be. But a lot like, of women like them. Because yeah. they, they tend to be, you know, better physical specimens. It's like it's like a nigga dating an Instagram model. Like oh my like, god! It's the same thing. Is it though? Like it an is. Instagram it model? Yeah, yeah, they're the same thing. Same concept. The reason it's the same. It, the, the shallowness the might be in different categories, but I mean, shallowness. I'm, I'm not even talking about shallow. I'm not even talking about the male individual. Thoughts? You think we like male thoughts? But it's not about yeah, them yeah, being a like thought. Thoughts. Thoughts. Yeah. Ass male. I'm talking about get thirsty over the physical specimens. I'm talking about the physical specimens. I'm not talking about like thought or not. I'm talking about like just like niggas like Instagram models because they basically look like somebody like drew them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like a dude yes. took a piece of paper and was like, "I'm gonna draw like the sexiest chick I can think of." Right. And yes, our Instagram whether her proportions look natural follow. or not, whether or not she was clearly made in a lab, exaggerated. I'm, Weird science. That shit is still hot. And this goes the same thing with these athlete diggers. Like they now they may not get surgery or whatever, but they but do they, they work yeah. out like twelve hours a day. Every I day. Mean, it's like you can't not look good, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So the point I'm making is that y'all go for them, like we go for the, the Instagram I would agree girls, with that. and everyone's disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> In in the end, everyone's disappointed. Well, yeah, nah, but that's that. He he's not a player, man. He's the he's the type of dude that doesn't like to be bothered. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, should he really be getting married? Why is he? This is like his second attempt. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is. If you don't like to be bothered, you shouldn't get married. No, no, no. Exactly, exactly. So because marriage marriage is a lot of botheration. Well, you have to share. You have to share your life. You have to share your life. That's why it gets harder. That's why it gets harder as you get older. To like share your your life with somebody because you're so used to having that life yeah. to yourself. You have to like, remain really to flexible. Shit. You have to remain flexible to do it. Yeah. Um. And so that that's typically what it is. Like cats are set in their ways. I mean, I remember when we were in college to do um to get away from a girl who was bothering him. Bothering. He, he had sex with her. He fucked her, and <laughs> and she went. You know, she she like. She fell in love. She and fell in love. She was like, he was an athlete, him. nigga. He had and, like, you know, seven pack. And this dude literally, <laughs> this dude literally went to every phone at every dorm and blocked her number. <laughs> so that she couldn't call him from any dorm. Like she was not going to be able to call him from downstairs of <laughs> any dorm. Not just his dorm, any dorm. He went to every dorm. He's like very like he overdoes it. <laughs> to make a point wow. so yeah I, I mean I could tell all right it's like dude I don't know if you I don't know if you knew how to to make this happen I because like the whole prenup shit you, just kind of ticked me off like I feel like he's right. got to know though he's got to know that like maybe this 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 marriage thing isn't for me oh he knows now I doubt I doubt we'll be getting <laughs> I doubt there'll be another call being like hey yo I'm, I'm getting married oh I, I feel like your group of there friends will be, will be like the third time if it happens and be like you know what bruh 
Uh, well, I listen, can't. I've, I've nah. said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't understand someone who gets married once, gets divorced, <laughs> and gets married again. I don't uh. get. It. I I don't. I mean, maybe it'll sneak up on there, me. There are certain exceptions that 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 kind of prove the point to me. Like you know, if they were in an abusive relationship, right, right, or you know, they found out the person was born a man, like that type of thing. Something it's that was like extreme. straight yeah. out wrong. That's and it's extreme. like, you know, right. But like, we'll try and get it right. We just don't, we, we, I, I can't make it work with you. Yeah. Like, so we're just getting divorced. I don't understand what you're getting married again for you. Cause most of those situations, you already been married like 10 plus years. Yeah. Right. Like if in 10 plus years, you couldn't make it work with the person you loved when you were young. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How yeah. you going to be like a fully grown formed adult mm-hmm. with opinions and shit and mm-hmm. bank accounts yeah. and you want to marry a new person? Yeah. You make that a good make point. doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Well, I started thinking about it because um, the people of my parents' generation, some of my relatives, you know, there were some divorces. Yeah. And then what I noticed were like, my uncles and older cousins who got divorced, they they start talking about getting married again. A couple of them did get married again. And these yeah. like men at the time, because this has happened for a while, at the time, men in their like 50s and 60s, mm. I'm like, if I'm 50-something years old <laughs> and I'm single yeah. and I've been married, yeah. got kids. I'm out. I'm over. They're grown. I'm but, over what that. the fuck I'm getting married for? Again? <laughs> right. Like, it's not... It's it's 2017. Yeah. If I want yeah. to have sex, I can have sex. Yeah. But I think <laughs> like maybe, what else? What else? I mean, do I I mean are we a, underestimating I'm, I'm companion, that a companion type deal? Yeah. Sure. Yes, a companion type but deal. But nothing that sure. I nothing that but I'm not going to be able to walk no out the papers. door. Right. Easy. Right. What I mean, am I signing? I don't need papers to sign no papers. Yeah. yeah. I can just kind of pick my shit up and be like, you know what? This is this ain't yeah. working out. Yeah. I'll go back and stay at my place. But right. in my in my I'm, I'm still gonna have my place. Right. But right. you know, exactly. guys, the, ain't for no, their ain't generation. No ain't, no, ain't no we stand. For their together. generation, yeah. they still adhere to social cues of their peers. For the for most for the most part. Because why else? It makes sense to us in this generation. It's like if you get married and then you don't get married again, like there's you've done it already, right? Like if you can manage to have I feel like we have a different idea about partnership than they nah, do. I think there's just certain people who do that, though. Like, I grew up with a guy who, um, I grew up, you know, uh, these kids in my neighborhood, their father, like, got married, like, five times. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, man. Five times? What, what are you looking I mean, for? That's like somebody, me- there's people in our generation who are just going to be perpetually oh, looking, looking for that. Yeah. But that just won't be me to, to O's point. It's like, I think, I mean, I think if I can't make this work, mm-hmm. right. Then this just ain't going, this just ain't for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I met you when I was young. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you like, change. I you, mean, people you change. Done, you done but, had a hand in raising me, you know, <laughs> yeah. in, in, in one sense. No, in, yeah. in a very real sense in terms yeah. of, yes, I was already an adult, but you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In a very real sense, you had a hand in forming who I am today. Yeah. And if I can't make that work, how the fuck I'm going to meet somebody new? <laughs> and grow? the only way possible, and I think this is kind of a male thing, mm-hmm. possibly, only way it could be possibly work is if like I'm in my 50s and I marry like a 25-year-old. Then I could mm-hmm. kind of like, Swingali oh, you her. you have a hand in right. I can I can I can make her. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I can still, she's still moldable. She hasn't been like, you know, she don't really know who she is yet. So I can make her who I want her to be. I have never heard, I have never heard so, this yeah, rationale that's, that's, before. That's the, I think that's it's the This is the rationale for why none of my daughters are getting with older men. <laughs> Because that's that's what that's it is. That's basically what's going on. I mean, no, that's always what's going on. Well, what, thanks daddy, for the, the PSA. The, the daddy issue? There. Thanks for the PSA. Well, first of all, I, I would think that they won't have daddy issues because I'm already up under <laughs> okay. them too much. No, 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 no. Not them. Really. I'm saying if you're the 25-year-old the that you would marry at 50, for example, is going to be somebody that has a daddy thing. Most likely. Actually, yes. all, girls, all girls have daddy things. What am I talking about? Yeah, that's but true. there's like but good daddy things, things and, and good then, daddy then things there's bad dysfunctional daddy, daddy yeah, things. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's I think most women want an older man consciously or subconsciously, and not necessarily for physical pleasure, but just for partner protection, security, right. security, security for sure. But there's definitely something to be said for the 25 year old <laughs> who's looking at like unless that 50 year old is like Adrice Elba or something. Like I don't get. You know, I don't. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. And we should see the nod from from Jen. <laughs> and definitely from the male Thirst. perspective. Yes. If you're a grown ass man, like just from being a married man dealing with a grown ass woman. Yeah. I know how much easier it would be if she was like 21. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like, she's it would, not jaded. It'd she's be not, so much you know. easier. So that's the only reason I as a really grown ass man yeah who am gonna deal with a younger woman because i can't keep up with her but but <laughs> as my man is finding out right now who who started dating some chick when she was 20 and now how, 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 how old is he no how old is he he's he's my age about so he's like four he's actually 40 getting ready to be 40 he's just a grown ass man you don't gotta grown ass man you gotta have an industry aids bro so you gotta you gotta <laughs> 20 so like 20 or whatever he met her she's like 24 25 getting ready to be whatever like that and she was all fun and shit and all this and now she's like well now it's like where's this going Uh-oh. you know she's on that tip so well, of course she is yeah no absolutely but, but i mean sh- she's losing her he should have known she's that. losing her fun happy go lucky type deal which I think some people are in, in it for, and it's like at some point in time you got to get past the happy go lucky and get into as a man of 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 a certain age to say he's your age, he should have known already. Like he should already had the mental, he should have no, had the knew. foresight to know the happy go lucky was only going to go but so far. Yeah. And also, if you're at that age, I mean, to me, if you're our age, I'm not looking for happy go lucky if I'm really? dealing with the same chick. For a certain amount of time, oh, right? Yeah, like because right. I, I already, I, I know people. Right? Right? The, the cigarette she just lit. No, I'm wondering if that's it though. I mean, I know what that smells like. Um, you ain't baking food, are you? No. Okay. I thought some more samosas. <laughs> I thought some more samosas were coming through, and maybe well, you know what? I'm, oh, clearly so, she so was you are, food. So yeah. I'm gonna use that as a break. Okay. As um. Oh, oh, be ow. Um, as as uh, Jen goes and freshens up our snacks, snacks that that we got going. Our New Year's Eve snacks. New Year's Eve snacks. Um, we I alluded to it earlier. Uh, so uh, catch us up on how your holidays have been. I mean, it's, I mean, it's it's New Year's Eve, yes, but we haven't uh, convened since before Christmas. 
Yeah. Um. So so wait a minute. I went. So we all went away. Nah. Did we all go away? You were supposed to go. away. I was away. supposed to go away. I didn't and go. Ended anywhere. up being here. I ended up being here because the babies were sick. Actually, yes, and in, in, in the strictest sense of the word, my two youngest children were sick. But they're only sick because of my, my. Uh, oh, I really blame my sister. <laughs> Why is that? I full heartedly. I'm going to caveat this by saying I love my sister. This is my little sister. I love her to death. Um, she is the one who basically... Uh, is able to make our family proud. My little brother, secondarily. <laughs> I'm total trash. I'm trash. But them, my siblings, particularly my sister, you know, that that she she does her thing. Um so we had like a, a holiday family gathering. She 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 just got this nice uh big house. I'm not gonna say where, but in, in, in the suburbs, it's very nice, very nice neighborhood, place I couldn't afford to live. <laughs> um it's like, this is how nice it is. It's like a suburban neighborhood where the houses cost as much as um, Brooklyn Brownstones. Oh, <laughs> nice. All right. Moving up in the world. Nice. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And so um, another, a cousin of mine, so she just got this house. A cousin of mine was like, you know, we haven't had like a big family gathering in a long time. Can we do like a holiday gathering at your crib? Yes. So my cousin uh, planned it. She did most of the planning work. But it was hosted by my sis. So that was um on the Saturday before Christmas. Do you guys have fun? Did you get turned up? Oh, it was great. We, we did get turned up. I actually got to show you some videos, some karaoke we did <laughs> that my, my, my cousin posted on the internets. Another cousin. There was a lot of people. There's like 50-something people. Oh, that's a, that's a party. That's a legit No, it was, party. it was a legit party. I have a big fam. I have yeah. a big fam. Um, it was, and this was only like, it wasn't even, it was only like half. It was like. It was mostly my dad's side. A couple people from my mom's side came, but it was mostly my dad's side of the family. Yeah. And then some of their relatives who I'm not technically related to, but they like family. Yeah. Um, And so anyway, but my sister is sick. <laughs> mm. hosting, at, the party. hosting the party, but doesn't tell nobody. <laughs> and my niece and nephew are also sick. Oh no! So the whole household is basically German infested right oh, now. Oh, and they were and and they had just got to they had they had like because when we get to the party, everyone looks normal. They're acting <laughs> kind of normal. Right. The only thing that was funny is that my nephew was wearing what looked like pajamas to me, <laughs> and I asked him, and apparently, and we we got there a little bit late. We got there in the CP time, like the CP of the CP time, and um. Apparently, everyone had been asking him if they were pajamas, but they weren't pajamas. But anyway, that's the only thing that should have given me a clue. But apparently, they were all they were all like medicated and shit, so they were acting normal. <laughs> but apparently, they had had like fevers that right. day. And like, it's, it's like if you're around them for the next four hours, cool. Like, but once the medicine wears off, maybe not cool. Right, but it wasn't cool at all because if you're around them right now you're getting all the germ vector. Yeah, it's like at the height of... It's the height of their Spreadability. Contagion. Right. <laughs> so my sister tells no one until, like, she greets us at the door with a kiss, all type of crazy shit. She tells like, no one... Oh, by the way, guys, also I have the flu. Happy <laughs> holiday, guys. She, she tells no one I'm until, like, up, we're buddy. there and, like, eating. <laughs> so 
whatever. But yeah, so literally Christmas morning comes. So this was Saturday before Christmas. The next Sunday is cool. Christmas Eve, you know, everything's normal. Boom, boom, boom. Christmas morning comes. Everyone wakes up early. We open the presents. Shit is cool. It's like 8 a.m. maybe. And Christmas Eve, I stayed up late. So I'm, I'm, I'm up like halfway falling asleep anyway. Yeah. But you know, the kids. <laughs> so we're opening presents. 8 a.m. Everyone has a lot of energy. It's popping. Man, by 11 a.m., these little people were like, I don't, I want to lie down. <laughs> like, the, the baby is acting all fussy. Ooh. So we let them lie down. We're thinking, oh, because they stayed up a little late Christmas Eve. We watched like a couple movies. I think we watched like the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Like this. Um, oh, they stayed up late. They were so excited, you know, because apparently the girls, after they got sent to bed, they were like talking to each other all night about <laughs> Christmas. Um, so I'm like, oh, that's why, you know, everyone's tired. But man, they went to lie down. They all woke up like burning up. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And so it's been on since then. So oh literally this morning is the first day where there's no fevers. Ooh, it broke last night. I mean, it seems so. We they thought it broken before because like yesterday and the day before they woke up like fine. But then it, like during the day, it was like, pow. Right. So, oh no. you know, hopefully, it, you know, it's, it's, it's gone. It's been about a week. Yeah. So where were y'all going to be headed to, though? Oh, yeah. So we were supposed to be going upstate. Not, not too spectacular, but it was nice. Like a nice wintry vacation. Yeah. Upstate, do like sledding, some rock climbing, snowboarding, that type of deal. Yeah. You know, okay. like little w- winter cabin type shit. Um, how white of you? What do y'all do How that? Caucasian of you? Yeah. <laughs> that's why uh, I don't understand why people well. try to say I'm a hotep. Because I be doing white people things. Yeah. <laughs> That's very much a Caucasian vacation. There's hoteps out there right now. So I'm like, this nigga ain't no motherfucker. <laughs> I've been doing white people things. Uh, <laughs> listen, I, I enjoy them. I just don't enjoy bad treatment. That's all. Yes. That's all. Yes. Bad treatment. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. That's it. Every, everything else comes comes down to that. So, yeah. so Our the, vacations um, are, we need warm places. Oh, no, I love warm places, too. But this is just more like kind of it's a very kid friendly place. Yeah. Um, I'll give you the, the info. We we should actually plan like some, some trip. Type yeah. thing. Somebody was talking to me. Um, One of my boys is in D.C. They're going to go, I guess, a big route, like a skiing trip mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. And oh, like, let's, let's all get the kids together and go down there because it's like equidistant from D.C. and in New York. Oh, that'll be fun. Like somewhere in Maryland. Yeah. In the Maryland mountains or something like that, but there are, yeah, there are Maryland mountains. Yeah, apparently, this place like that they're, they're talking about going. Yeah, mm. well, you know, I mean, Maryland I'm is is right out there near you know West Virginia on the west side. And I feel like that's so far south. Do they even have skiing? No, apparently, it's like three hours from here, which you know is a doable. No, it's not not the not the distance in terms. Of, but first of all, three in my situation, three hours that's an overnight trip. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm driving three hours, oh yeah, I mean we we ain't going in. We're going to stay overnight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to. Definitely not turning around and coming back. Yeah. Got to. Like, if I was younger or, or just like dolo, man, I might could do like that's a day trip. We'll yeah. leave early, stay all day. And then, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. That's you got to count. Though. You got to count. That me is out a lot. Otherwise. That is a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> count me out if we're not staying overnight. Yeah. That sucks. 
Well, well let, let, let's get up on that. Give me, give me those details off air. But yeah, that that's basically been my holiday week is just being like caught up in the crib. Luckily, my oldest, she didn't get sick at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my two younger ones. I mean, it was on. And my the baby ended up with ear infection from yeah. dealing with the the cold. And nobody been sleeping. Nobody can't sleep. It's it's. So that, that's been my holiday. Trip got canceled. But at the same time, you know, I didn't have to go to work. So. That's great. That's yeah. always good. So, yeah. So your place is off for two weeks, right? Well, no, I just took the time. Oh, okay. I just took the time. Well, nobody's really working right now. I don't know. I mean, I'm getting, I'm in a, I'm, this is a temp job. So I'm getting paid by the hour. So okay. I'm really, I'm actually not getting paid. I'm actually, it's not like. You know, most people like good jobs where you, you take the time off, but you still got a check coming in. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no I'm not getting no money. Mm. So, but spending time, my fam. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's know, worth it. Right? It is worth it. It yeah. is worth that's it. The, that's the five year rule. Like, if it if it wouldn't matter five years from now, then it doesn't matter. And spending time with your family would matter five years from now, as opposed to you showing up at work. Right. For sure. Basically, that's why I, I, I might. I might quit this temp job. I don't you know. think? I'm not sure yet. I'm really not, not feeling it. Really not feeling it. Um, now I don't like the environment. It's not what I want to do. Do I want to spend the time? But you you know. spend so much time at work, you know? Yeah. It's just like uh, you Most really of your life. <laughs> have to pick something that. Nah, it's, it's imperative. So that's one of my big decisions for uh, 2018. Oh, yes. Is decide what I'm going to do with this. Uh, situation yeah because um you know i love talking to y'all but i ain't make no money at it <laughs> and bills don't stop these people are always hungry they always want to eat something it's like yo they stop fucking eating shoes <laughs> they want breakfast and stuff yeah. oh they want breakfast every day it's like yo go a day without so food you would be all right yeah can we try that <laughs> there's no fasting that we can fasting anybody know about that right no, we could drink water. <laughs> but, but yeah, that that that's my holiday. However, you know, Christmas was good though. Christmas was good. That's good to us. You know, I got the wife some things that she appreciated. Yeah, that's good. Daddy didn't get much though. Are you really expecting presents no. at this? No, I I still like, have to say it though. Yeah, <laughs> it needs to be said. No, it didn't. <laughs> no, it, it, the reason needs to be it, said. It's worth saying though. I'm glad you did. Yeah, yeah. But that I've already accepted and realized that that is my role as a father yeah. to like give and not get anything <laughs> on these special occasions because I said that because the role of a mother is for all the non-special occasions to give and not get anything. Yeah. So, like you know, with, it, it's kind of like a out. it's it balances out. So yeah. Father's Day is full of shit. <laughs> Mother's Day is cool, but all the other you know. Christmas for fathers is like, eh. Well, your you birthday. Yep, yeah, but even daddy's birthday is still kind of like, eh. <laughs> you know, except for like the milestone ones. Yeah. But, you know, it's still like, eh. Yeah. But then every other day of the year, mommy handles most everything else. So yeah. It's true. I live with Do it. you guys like getting presents? Is that a thing for you? Who doesn't um, like getting presents? Yeah. No, well, like, I just, you know. Where were these humans hearing, built? No, just hearing you, you talk about, about it. Getting presents? I don't even, I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me that maybe sometimes guys want presents. Like, it literally just didn't even occur to me. Really? 
like, that guys like getting presents. Why would that not occur? I think every. I, yeah, I think that's universal. I mean, we. I mean, up, we, I used to give my boyfriend <laughs> presents, but I not was a kid like. Once and got socialized into getting presents, and <laughs> it seemed nice. Well, it, no, it, it, I it think was nice. I think I always I would get my boyfriend presents, but I didn't get him presents in the way that, that I was a, I I was expecting to get presents. Like he knew I wanted things, but like I was like, yeah. "Oh, I didn't yeah." But you were the maintainers of the coochie, so <laughs> that is the present, I guess. <laughs> that, yeah. That's giving too much. That's, yeah. that's No, in the in the end, we know you expect more presents than we expect. Because we're 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 live, you know. You get the best present of all. Of all. I mean, don't don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah, but I'm not. Let's not get out of hand. <laughs> but yes, that that has something to do with it. All right. So so career lane, you you you're like, do I want to even go back? Which is which is which is actually a, a common theme. I feel like everybody me. is really evalu- reevaluating everything. Yeah, I mean, I think year. if you if I think in that break, especially in that holiday break where you get some days, yeah. you know, it's kind of like the prospect of going back makes you um, really understand where your inspiration kind of is and is not Yeah, where it's really lacking. And it's like, damn, I, I forgot I have to get myself up for this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, at, you know, at the same time though, I see the amount of money in my bank account. Hey, no, no, no. That's like, another renovator. We, we are making compromises. Yeah. We got, we got I people need... beyond us breathing and living off, off of what we, off, off, off our decisions. So right. yeah, I mean, it's like, you got to make compromises. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it, it's that, it's that break helps you reevaluate, um, what, what, what you really want to do. And, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you know, the story. Yeah. You, you know how it goes. So t- tell us about your road trip though, because see, you got me all depressed. Yeah, it's no, I, I saw your eyes drooping and shit. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't be. This is this is. Uh, I think twenty eighteen is gonna be a a big one, Jenny. Yeah, no, twenty eighteen is gonna be great. It's gonna be lit for me, guys. It's gonna be lit. It's gonna be lit. Kicking I'm leaving Costa Rica. <laughs> First of all, let me tell you, the last week in December, for whatever reason, I really love Instagram because Instagram is full of memes of like. This is all the things we leaving in 2017. Don't take nothing into 2018. Like it's just a bunch of sassy Instagram quotes floating around the internet for like a year of everything. Everybody talking about what they ain't gonna do. And then by March 2018, (laughs) where where we all where all that hot talking at, huh? You doing it? Where all that hot talking at? I don't know. I find it uh, what 2017 was full of hot talking like that. I know, but I just Trump. It's literally the so end of the natural. year and everybody is in reflection and reevaluation. But the way it shows up in the memes, it's just funny to me because it's just like people are really they're really trying to just like make light of the fact that like, yo, it's some motherfuckers I am not going to talk to next year. This is right. bullshit. Right. You know, like, I don't know. It's, it, it's interesting reading what people have planned for next year. Their right. intentions, directions. And people, I feel like, like people that. are really transparent in like the stuff that they put out there in terms of like what they want to do or i don't know maybe it's just my feed i don't know well i think it's just your feed no <laughs> it could it can't, could be can't. just yeah no i think there's a general like for, i know for me like my birthday falls in december 
and then it flows right into New Year's and the holidays and whatnot. So it's always this is always a real good reflective time that's all packed in here to start thinking about like um especially at our age, I feel like yeah. You know, this is this is kind of like you're making you you're making some real decisions. You got some life in the rear view and it's going to be it's kind of like what's the outlook going to be? And I feel like 2017 was uh, uh some I mean, I guess like a lot of years, you know, some victories, some defeats. Yeah. And really just trying to take that over. Like I feel like this podcast actually is a nice little Who uh, knew, guys? Is a nice little golden lesson out of the out of a lot of the shit that came with 2017 and that you know it it reminded me of how to start something build mm-hmm. something like you said that day you're like let's just turn on the mics and let's, let's just go. go yeah and that is actually how it is done um in this new age which is in this age because we, we're from a we're from a generation that straddles analog and digital. Yeah, we were talking yeah. about that earlier. Yeah. And so we, in, in the analog days, there was, you know, much more, it was much more about quality. Well, the, the barrier to entry was And the higher. barriers to entry yeah. were higher. And it was like, you know, there's quality here. You know, albums are coming out every two to three years in music, for example. And now it's like, people are just more about quantity. And it's like, if I release 30 things and five of them hit, it's going to make up for the 25 duds. And people are, of course, correcting on the fly. And it's just like, just get your proof of concept out right. there. You know, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And so that's that learning out in the open. Learning out in the open, man. And just, we, we've been definitely learning out. In and the that's open. what we've been doing. We've so been this, is, this is a reminder about that. Well, I got to do more of that. I don't know how out in the open is because I still don't know how many people are really listening. <laughs> well, no, we, I mean, we got to promote. The point it's is, been hand to hand at, at the this point. The point is to point. gain momentum <laughs> we gotta around hand to hand sales to weight. We got to start moving some weight. We got to start moving some weight. Okay, I mean, but but years, but I think you know. I think I'm still. I think, I think I'm still hustling this. on the block. I, I, I'm still. I think we're still hustling on the block for no, a little longer. I think it's it's like we're widening our. We're gonna start widening our circle now of so more people feeding in. We can move and up it's to like, the right. days in. Yeah, a little, little bit. Yeah. How you like all my drug rent? I mean, I like all these like, um, you know, out of town play <laughs> with the keys. Oh no, we're still I need in the hotel town. keys. We're still in town. <laughs> we're we're just at the days in because all of us live with our mamas. <laughs> right. So so we we right, can't right, we right. can't. And plus, you never sell no crack where you my, rest. That mama's, you taught me mama's that. being my mama's being my wife right now. <laughs> She, 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 because we That's all live there, so we had to get out of get out of Dodge. Um, but no, it's, it, it that is a good kind of reference point. It, I mean, it's something that I knew earlier in life that you know, as life starts to happen and you start to collect things in life, you know, things start to those compromises we were talking about. You know, you start to forget how to start things, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just like you know, you're thinking too much, and the more the more you think, the more that thought gains weight, and then it's harder to really. T- you know, toss it out there. Well, it is. It, it definitely gets gets harder, and then especially you know, with for for me anyway, it's like when family gets involved because I you know I talk about things on the podcast that um you know later on I hear about it later. Like, what did you mean when you said something? <laughs> and <laughs> so you know, all right, it's about, the feedback. <laughs> yeah, it, no, definitely, it's it's feedback. All right. Static. Um, 
how <laughs> how's it been being with your families over these uh the holidays? I know Jen, you had a family staying here with you. Yeah, it was a staycation, basically. Well I mean, my sister and her husband came, my mother came. Okay. But my sister and her husband stayed at a hotel. I was gonna say everybody stayed up in here. No this spot is nice. My mom but... my mom stayed with us. And actually guys, it was a lot of fun. That's why your house is so clean. Excuse me, excuse me. My house is clean <laughs> all the time. You know Thank your you. mama came Dark. and cleaned up in here. Mama came. Now, I did put some extra shine on it. Paid attention no, no. to the baseboards. You're, you're did you smoke your mom, with your mother? Your mom didn't come clean up? She didn't clean up? No, no. I guess that only happens to boys. Yeah. My house is <laughs> Oh, yeah, my mom my house comes through, and that's like all like she this. does. She throws on the gloves, man, and yeah, she gets to clean it. Uh-uh. Like, my mother only stopped doing that after I start after I got married, basically. No, my place, my, oh, my I want that. my place to <laughs> oh, your feel. Mom my mom that. still does that when she comes. Oh, she no. gonna clean the house from from top to bottom. Does she no. throw shade while she's cleaning? Is um, wifey like <sighs> my mom? Those I mean, you met my mom, so yeah. she she's naturally throwing. That's why I asked the question. Some type of shade, <laughs> but let but but funny enough, not funny enough. Less at less at my wife, more me. <laughs> yeah, telling you you need telling to you, you need, need to you need you need to help out around here. <laughs> oh, that's that's more or less. Than, like, oh, oh, but not like that. You know what I'm saying? She's 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 respectful. Of, oh, they they conspiring against you. Okay, <laughs> All right. So, that's but Jen, your, your mom didn't clean up. <laughs> no, no, my I actually like for my place to look like this all the time. Okay. You can ask anybody. You can roll up on me anytime. This place will look like yeah. a hotel room. I will so, but, <laughs> so, so this sounds it's like it's it was there were no hijinks and shenanigans for your mom staying with you. Nah, I mean we had a lot of we had a lot of conversation though about when we would come together. Like for instance, we were watching the Kennedy Center Honors, and um, we were just talking nerdy about ass family. No, but all the, there was all these black people that were being LL Cool J was honored. That's right. I heard it. It was actually that. a good line. Lionel Richie was honored. Really? Uh, who else? Gloria Estefan was honored. It was just a multicultural, you know what I'm saying, whole ceremony. I appreciate it, especially LL Cool J. What about Carlos Santana? Or did they what ever... about Carlos Santana? I feel like, did he get honored Kennedy Center? I don't know, nigga, but that's not the point of the story. Okay. The point so, of the I'm story sorry. is... You mentioned Gloria Estefan, and since I'm a racist, I thought of Carlos Santana. The point of the story Santana. is, I, we, were, we were just talking about how, you know, how much we love the fact that it's nothing but people of color getting honored, and how, like, you know, we, we kind oh, so, of... So your mom our, is militant like you? No, my mother is not. We are... And she thinks we're racist because we're always talking about <laughs> how white people always try to take over everything. And she just looked at us and she was like, you know what? You all are racist. And now we were like, <gasps> isn't she African? Yes. But like I born think and raised, born and raised in Nigeria. So doesn't she feel like the white man came and like she fucked up the continent that, and shit? No, she doesn't have that reference also because, you know, when you're an immigrant too, like, American race relations, that is like secondary to basically establishing your family here in a new country. Like, I feel like for all intents and purposes, they don't have, they don't have time for that. Oh, oh we had a spill. Yeah, we don't want we that. We having a spill? 
Hold on. Yeah. That's what happens when you pour your own drink. I should have allowed. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, I was just saying that, you know, she she really wasn't. That's a she didn't look. pay attention to that stuff because when you're trying to provide for your family, you're focused on securing the bag. Let me ask you: Is this is this kind of like um, this this second gen- generation colonial thing y'all got going on that I always pick on you about? Like what? how y'all got that extra angst? <laughs> is <laughs> it think, is it kind of like it, is it kind of like that light skin thing where light skin dude like light skin people have to feel like they have to go harder than? Uh, Meaning, you think light skin people, people are have to go on balance more militant? Are going to be more militant than I, uh, I because think that's they, a stereotype, they, guys. That is not a stereotype. That is, 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 is that an adequate? Um, the lighter analogy. skin analogy to 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 what was going on here, like y'all y'all second generation Africans, so y'all y'all going y'all going hard in the paint, like <laughs> exactly. Really no, I just feel like if you're a woman and you're light skinned, you're fucking militant. Well, my, you're about to my sh- layer shoot somebody is in the head. is that Black Americans don't really have a cultural tie to Africa. So there I feel like there's an underlying kind of sense of we don't have another choice. Whereas I feel like I have a choice. Like I I know that like Yeah, you could pack a bag and go. Well not only even that, I think it's just that But you're so American. What does that have to do with anything? I'm also very Nigerian because that's my family culture. Yeah, but I think I think you're more American than Nigerian. I think you go to Nigeria and you I don't know. I mean, you are more American than they would tag. I am Nigeria. more American. They tag you as a Yankee right away. You wouldn't have to open your mouth. <laughs> don't be rude. Don't be rude. I am a very, uh, you know, I love my culture. Maybe from far away, possibly like like you know, half eight, the time eight hundred meters away. <laughs> half the time you don't know what you're talking. All right, about. so you're, you're a light skin militant, but so, anyway, <laughs> no, anyway, so. I just felt like I, I wasn't going to tell her that she was wrong. I just feel like black people in general, we haven't gotten to the point as a, a very big group of people of realizing like we have a lot more power than we give ourselves credit for. And I just feel like there has to be a, a part of that us that kind of breaks up with the idea of making white people comfortable. Part of that is breaking with that idea. Yes. Yeah. Um, anytime, so, you, anytime you live in a country where you gotta have a song called "I'm Black and I'm Proud," <laughs> then that means you were probably your your people are probably under pressure, right? <laughs> you know. Well, <laughs> I just I don't know. I feel like I have I have and that's, an appreciation and it for yeah for knowing that a society can work without white people, you know. You really gonna end off 2017 with this racist militant? <laughs> I don't think it's racist. I agree. With I don't your think mom. it's racist. I just, I just I really... decided I agree with your mom. <laughs> you are racist. I am not. I just, I am for you, the empowerment been, of black people. But you have been having, you have been dreamscaping about like, uh, yeah. like What's this white free world you want to live world? in. And I keep trying to remind you, we're not getting rid of the white people. We're trying to. No, I know that they are. It's just about us being able Listen, to hang with them. Listen, I don't want this episode and for it to with be us. painted like Jennifer doesn't like white people because that's not true. Because I have tons of white friends, very close ones. See, now that's that a, that's a total stereotypical. Is, right? Is your lawyer Jewish? I know. <laughs> My lawyer is a Jew. <laughs> Miss, Mrs. Moore. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously. We're not racist. See, I just feel like black people, we are at a point where 
we have so many platforms to discuss like how we could kind of heal the way we operate as a community so that we could be a bit more efficient, maybe like the Jews, but I, I just feel like we have such, (laughs) we have so much power. Are you allowed to say that? I don't know. You can edit it out. If it's going to be controversial. Shit. Um, no, I feel anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> we kind of just laughed at the whole thing when my mom said it. Cause I, I was just like, listen, when you live in New York and you're constantly faced with gentrification and that's the conversation that you have a lot of times, it's easy to sound a bit, uh, you know, militant, but guys, I'm, I'm multifaceted. I'm also trying to be yogi life and like love everybody and understand yeah. how yeah. we're all interconnected. Cause we are. No, one of your best friends is white. I, I know yes. this, and like I don't even mean that in like the stereotype. One of my, some of my closest friends. Some of my closest friends. Right. I, I like she know really the is actually people. your friend. However, I do she, know Caucasians. She's a white girl who it seems to me I've never met her. But I follow uh, her on the uh, gram. You follow uh, her? Oh, you follow her on the gram. We, what are we about to say here? Oh, it seems to me that her preference is for darker skin penis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's like, definitely one of those girls she is who is one of those like girls. she's never dated white dudes. Never? I think maybe in high school. Oh, Sam. I mean, so basically, Sam. Okay, so, so she, never. She figures that she has enough pink for both of them. <laughs> she grew up in pink. She knows what that's like. She's, right. she's ventured out know. and she's not right. coming back. She likes her pink mixed with brown, at least. <laughs> she ain't coming home. Brown or black? She's yeah. found a new home. She definitely. So I'm just saying that to say appreciates black. I don't know yeah, that sure. real white people consider her a real white woman. So I don't know if you can claim her as one of your white friends. That's all I'm saying. No, no, she can. Those yeah, are no, people. She's... Those are the type of people that are in the tent because you know it's like you get disowned if you're down for race mixing. They are very, very offended by race mixing. <laughs> Does she have white friends? That'll yeah, help she me has determine white if she's a real white person. No, she has white friends. She does have white friends. Okay, and in front of her name, no one refers to her as like white so and so. Like, no, there's white Mike. No, everyone knows a white Mike. No, and white Mike has no white friends. (laughs) She has white friends. (laughs) Only white white people that white Mike ever associates with are his relatives, and that's only on Thanksgiving. Any black, any white person until he marries a black girl, then he never sees his white family again. (laughs) No, it's not like that. I feel like any white person who lives in like Fort Greene or just like oh, it's all it's all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like they the the type of friends. Not Fort Greene anymore. Well, again, that's not Fort Greene anymore. What? I feel like the type of white people that live in Fort Greene now, mostly not all, you know, not all white people. Hashtag not all white people. (laughs) Um, don't start. I feel like they. The ones that have moved to Fort Greene in the past, let's say four or five years or so, have no have only white friends. Mm. Their black friend is like the the guy who um, sweeps the bodega. You know, that's their black friend. Mm. Yeah, man. Really? Or, ma- or maybe, chill. or maybe their HR director. <laughs> who are like, these people? They're like, who is that? They're, they're the hum- only one is the person did, sweeping are you the sure bodega. We're part of Fort Greene. The human resources manager, man. You're an exaggerator, uh, dude. What kind of bubble is uh, where are you living? I know where you live. He be exaggerating. Yeah. Don't I'm believe him. I'm not exaggerating. Though. I'm telling you, I, 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 I think so. Because I feel like I feel like the white people who have like 
significant non-white relationships can't afford Fort Green anymore. Is this Where a, is, is this, this a, data is this a, coming yeah, from? Is this, a, this is the whole type situation. No, this is, is just this is just my anecdotal hotel philosophy book of gentrification. Right this now, this is my anecdotal uh, evidence-based musings. Okay. That's all. Okay. Wow. All right. So not fake news, but this <laughs> not, is coming from this not is, fake news, but no. Do I have like a data study? Yeah, to no, back no. Up what I'm we, saying, we do gut no. opinions here, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. This this is just a hotel scripture. See, this is New York hotel th- scripture about listen, gentrification. I thought that sure. we were going to use the first half of this. Podcast. <laughs> I know to catch How up and talk about. Been I know we've been going. No, to, to talk about some uplifting things. This and is here, uplifting. Here we go. Y'all are attacking me. Nah, somehow, man. This is all. Somehow uplifting. I'm on the bottom. I'm, <laughs> hey. I don't know. Is See, that, that, that pause? pause. That's that pause, pause, right? And like, is that how you play? Pause. That is, is that? exactly pause. how you do it. That's where we use it. Great. Yes. I'm um, not supposed to be on the bottom. Let me. I'll. I'll, I'll All speed. right. Moving <laughs> on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll speed through mine. So anyway, we we went to North Carolina, um, you know, which was which was uh, we drove down there, ten hour trip, because we had to make a lot of stops in between D.C., Chapel Hill, Charlotte. Uh, Hung out with Pops, went to a couple of basketball games, football games, see my beloved Panthers, my ever-suffering Hornets, um, <laughs> both of whom won. Uh, so I thought I brought a little little good luck, tailgated with some some folks from high school that I hadn't seen wait, in wait, a while. Wait. Back up again. Yo. You went to an actual Panthers game? Yeah. Did you see in the box? The box? Nah. Nah, it's in the box. Um, so this boycott shit is just... Done. That's over. The shit is. It, yeah. It's nobody's over, talking nobody's about, talking about it. that. All right. We were no, talking no, about no. it for the first couple of. So I don't feel bad then that I watched NFL on TV. Is it really over, guys? Is during it, the past week, what happened? What happened to the movement? So is it really over? I think. Clearly, I think what happened over. is is Trump came through, crushed it, had all the over. owners respond to it, and then the actual message that was really supposed to be there got lost. I don't think it I don't think it I don't think it stopped because but but the the boycott shit was I think is 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 done. There's yeah. no boycott. The, the the boycott is done. So is so the is no one is really still going on. Oh, is the, it? Yeah, but the, the boycott is done. Are, are, are players still taking a knee? Players are still taking a knee and and what's <laughs> going on is that down downstream you see people in high school taking knees. Oh. Actually, Google like that has this great commercial. I thought that was like at the beginning of the movement. She watched Huh? I, I'm sorry. I thought that was at the beginning of the... Like, I don't feel like I'm hearing stories much about like the high school and, you know, college is kids taking Is it just the media is not covering it anymore? Or? It could be that. It's probably more it could that be the that. media is not covering it. But, but I, I remember mean, there was some still, harsh still punishments. Still there still were some story. harsh punishments they were meeting out to these like kids, kids getting suspended yeah stuff like that yeah like but kicking, kicked school. off the team so I, so I saw this Google commercial today right which was really cool y'all should y'all should check it out and basically tagline at the end is move forward or whatever and it's just you know people going through all, all these images all these uplifting inspirational images it's actually Wasn't that great. Hillary's campaign no that's like Bernie's probably the attempt. same person probably made it though move it forward. might be though <laughs> um but it 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 was like one of the images shown was like of a team 
kneeling. I can tell if they were in college or high school or whatever. So it's still alive. And when I hear people talk about stories from 2017 that were that mattered, and these are like political shows, they mention the NFL and the protests that were going on there. And I think there's just a general. Um, I I think the NFL is one of those I call tip of the spear moments, um, like one of the battlegrounds. Mm-hmm. And it's not lost on the country because it is a um, it is a fault line in this situation. You think it got moved? Huh? You think the fault line got moved through no, the conversation? No. Well, I mean, I think the I think it's still going on in the sense that um, people are still kneeling. But I think overall, what you what you see when it's going downstream to like these high schools, colleges, what you see is that I think people in general now are starting to like question um, the flag mm-hmm. and, and the, the meaning behind, behind the flag. Yeah. And it's also separating these kind of uh, going back to church a little bit, like the Pharisees from what Jesus would do, mm-hmm. right? It's like these folks are following the rules by the word of the law and you got to stand for your flag or whatever like that because to do so is like some sort of betrayal, but really you're the, you're the traitor. You know, these people who are kneeling over here, they're not showing disrespect to anybody. They're, they're doing what is really the American tradition. Right. And so these, these two stories going on, um, and the Pharisees think they're higher than anybody because they're following the Bible and, and the law. But then Jesus is over here really doing God's work. It's funny to me how the debate though, ended up becoming about the actual, protests right rather and than not. about the yeah. police brutality but isn't that the success of the people who are trying to oppress the entire thing like oh, to absolutely. spin it they got to, their narrative out there yeah, and that's right. what that's it's supposed the to be counter narrative that ends up happening we forgot we completely forgot about police brutality completely completely like well, i haven't mean, forgot about it completely i'm still afraid of these motherfuckers but in terms of well, we never will the main the people who story. got it the people who are oppressing us don't know anything about that Right, that that in terms of that mainstream story. Yeah, they yeah. have no they have no idea what it is to fear the police. Well, uh, uh, uh. not from not from not from the perspective of just having you know color. You can you can you can be white and generally not be afraid of getting shot by the police unless you're like I mean Dylan Roof shot nine people and was quietly arrested. Right, <laughs> peacefully arrested was That's allowed to get out of the car, put his hands above his head. Yeah. And get into a squad car and go away. So you get that privilege. You get the privilege of carrying, you know, shotguns and whatnot out in public. If you're a white person. Yeah. <laughs> There's a difference. And not getting a killed difference. at the gun store. And not getting for like with a BB gun or some uh, shit not like even that. A real gun. Not even a real gun. At the gun store. Right. I mean, race wages, you know. It, it, exactly. That's what the boy called them. Race wages. So... <laughs> Well, <laughs> so anyway, so we had a good Christmas. <laughs> well, I, say, I feel like Christmas. that's just uh, indicative of 2017. Yeah, like, 2017. High, low, high, it's low. High, low, uh, high, low. Right. One, I have to um, call drama. out one more low for 2017. And I can't believe we've gotten this far into the show before I mentioned it. Um, and that's my bad. I just want to um, give a rest in power shout out to uh, Reggie, Reggie Osei, um, a.k.a. Combat Jack. Combat um, he passed away really uh, quickly last week. Yeah, from uh, uh, what did he have complications cancer? of uh, colon cancer. Oh, gosh. so 
um, just if you're listening, get yourself screened, particularly black men. He didn't discover his cancer until he was in stage four. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, he yeah. had surgery back in October, aggressive surgery to try to um, correct it. Yeah. Went into chemotherapy. He also was on some alternative medicine therapies, which is what I would do if I, I um, had to deal with that, any of those, any cancer. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just, it was too I, aggressive. I think it, was, it was too aggressive. It was yeah. too late. Yeah. So he passed away. He was 52, a young brother um, who actually... I did some work on his podcast and that inspired me to, to talk to Adam wow. about doing this podcast. Oh, so man. I want to say. Cause um, were you, um, you were there with the uh, Dallas Penn or I, who, how was your connection to that? My, my homie Ken Gibbs. Okay. Um, knows Reggie. Um, and they needed some like audio and video work done. So Ken brought me in. And, you know, I, I was there recording um, for the iteration because the Combat Jack podcast, Combat Jack show changed over time. But I, I was there kind of like in the middle iterations, you know, when they were really starting to get hot. Um, and it was still um, uh, kind of more of a, a group uh, show because towards the end of the show, um, I don't know. Well, let me not say the end of the show because I I think they might be trying to continue it. But towards the end of um his life on the show, Reggie, the show transformed more into like a one on one. Um, yeah, he was doing like interviews format. Um, well, well they he was always he was before. always doing interviews, always interviews, but before, but there was um there were more uh folks involved. Like Dallas Penn was there. Dallas is not was not part of the show as of the past. I want to say year or so. Mm. Um. But yeah, no, I met Dallas through doing that. Um, and, you know, we linked up a few times outside of the show. Um, I met Premium Pete um, all, all through that. Um, these are all great, great guys. Um, and so I, I just wanted to give a shout out there. Cause I went to his uh, his uh, viewing. You know, black folks got to have. The oh, you viewing. did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went to the viewing. I, due to the illness that was going on in my home, I was unable to make, they, they had a memorial, the, the viewing was in Brooklyn. They had a memorial service, which I think was larger, um, that was in Manhattan later yeah. the same evening. Um, I didn't make it to that because I had to go home. I, I couldn't leave uh, wifey at home with these sick people dealing with all of them uh, by herself. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I couldn't make that, which, uh, you know, I wish I had. But the viewing, I mean, there's you know, some good things said. He was just a good dude. I, I don't want to belabor the point too much because I don't know if you guys knew him personally. I mean, you might have I didn't you know, know him personally, him but a lot no, of people in our industry. And, I mean, I, I, I didn't like... know him. Sorry. Professionally, excuse me. I, I didn't know him at all. I, I just listened to him. I mean, that's not him professionally. You knew him then if you yeah. listened to him. Um, yeah, so he basically is the the father of the black podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. I would say of the podcast, but I, I think the uh, mainstream population wouldn't let that fly. But I will say this. I think he recognized the potential early. He started doing it and was kind of under the radar and other people took note and started doing it and they were able to to blow up a little bit faster than he was. Mm. But, um, you know, he eventually ended up, you know, creating a successful podcast. Um 
creating a podcast network of other successful podcasts. And, um, you know, it's just an inspiration to, to everyone that is black doing a podcast now. He owes was him a, a, he was a, a big influence. A net. He's like a source code to, to, to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, he was cheat code. He was, he was the original cheat code. No, yeah. no. Well, he used to call um, I would say Just Blaze the cheat code because they, you know, they're they're friends. Just yeah. Just Blaze was on their show, to um, every now and then, and you know, they used to call him the cheat code because he always has a hookup. <laughs> and um, but I would say in terms of podcasting, yeah, uh, Combat Jack was the cheat code. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's um, when uh, I was actually talking to my man in DC who actually put me on to Combat Jack. Yesterday and we we were kind of chatting about this. He knows dollars, and uh, okay, okay, and um, so he put me on back in the day and like you know, you know, sent me a couple of like yeah, listen to this episode, this episode, this episode. You know, he's like us hip hop kids, so he was always sending me interviews where there was like some good in depth talk about somebody that could go across ages, mm. um, that we will remember and whatnot. So, um fun with that show man and and it was sad to hear that it was sad to hear that his partner who he had a law firm with had passed just like a couple days earlier yeah that that was crazy and ed, ed, that was around rest in power ed wood yeah um, um I, I don't know ed wood at all but you know i i know of him and from talking to reggie and just in general that he's he's a pretty powerful entertainment lawyer in his own right yeah um to rest in power to him. Yeah, he passed a few days before um, Reggie did. I don't know the circumstances. But, um... I just feel like, like man, around this like, time, dog. it's always something really tragic where you're like... I mean, ah, it's, it's it's sad. Hi. It's hard. And, you know, he has he had four kids, you know, yeah. three three sons and a daughter, um, uh, all, all relatively young. I think his oldest son is just going to college. Mm-hmm. You know, his, his, his daughter, I want to say, is like middle school age maybe she's the youngest um fuck cancer man yeah that's what it is combat cancer um just a shout out to combat jack reggie o'shea um you will be missed rest in power rest in power brother um yeah so let's let's move in from from there let's let's move into some hot takes we kind of you know and we can get back to more kind of our catch-ups as it were but as the year comes to a close Mm. I want to kind of talk about, you know, some of the fuck shit that's going on. <laughs> Take your pick. There's like fuck shit everywhere. Yeah. Like, I mean, should we <laughs> this start is, this with, is the theme. oh, wait a minute. Can we talk about this, this nail thing that this article. Oh, the Vogue magazine. The Vogue magazine article about. I thought that was just some fun shit to include. But I, I really, <laughs> I actually don't know what the line is anymore because I feel like. So my white culture in the back is always habitually Because I got off the road at like stepping. 1 o'clock last night. So fill me no. in on the back well, the okay, thing, so the, it's, it's a small thing, but go ahead. It's go a ahead. small thing. So, you know, girls in the hood now, from for as long as you can remember, always had like the flashy, like flashy, really outrageous nails, long nails, decorated. Like that is something that has been a part of our culture for decades, right? Right. But never really made it to the mainstream. We're not even talking about, I mean, as far as it got, maybe, maybe subculture, but not like haute couture fashion designers or like mass white culture adopting like a style of nail. 
I feel like on, the only white girls who did like the the dope nails thing, like the way that like the like, way that black girls do it, do it was maybe like some of like white tattoo girls, them type of chicks, maybe. Yeah, but not in the same way. Not in the same, like they yeah, like they the wouldn't way wear it, like it in the way that black girls were wearing no, it. I mean, right. But now it's just kind of like now it's all over Vogue. These and are like, like this just came, this nail just came into art being. and just talking about it. And they, they call it manicure sculpture. Manicure sculpture. Oh, they, you got know, a, they, always, got a, they got another name for you it. You know, now. they got another name for it. <laughs> they slapped their just, name on it. I, I get angry reading these types of articles because I feel like it's sort of their responsibility to say where the actual trend came from. And they never like, do. let's not make it seem like this Japanese, like manicured nail shop owner. She just came up with this idea by herself. Where do you think she got that these ideas from? Right. Like right. this is from our community. And so they never they never this mentioned this happens all the time. From whether they call it boxer braids, but they never mentioned anything in that article about how like basically black women have been designing their nails forever. No. Not as far as I know. I mean, I didn't really read the original Vogue article because I was just there for the jokes. <laughs> black Twitter winning on Vogue. I just feel like. And that's what I was there for. And so I can assume that they didn't really mention anything about the niggas. I mean, it's Vogue. The thing is, is that the culture doesn't, it's not like, I think the habitual just ignoring of where the actual trend comes from is, is what sets black Twitter ablaze because at some point you can't keep stealing and acting like it was your idea. Well, the same time though. Now, Here's the. I have two questions about that. Not that Black Twitter shouldn't get excited, but two things. One, assuming Vogue was hip, got hip to this from by way of the Japanese person, right? Yeah. Did the Japanese person get it from Black people? No. Did they acknowledge that that's what they did? No, I don't think. No. I mean, the article is not talking about it in that way. But but can we assume? Well, no, because she might have. Because to me, the thing is, if the Japanese person was like, yeah, you know, I, I moved to, uh, I don't know, Bed-Stuy and I saw the nails and I thought it was cool. I don't think they, I, no. I, it doesn't sound like they were going that deep, huh? No. But, they were just and, trying and to say, hey. The thing is, like, from, from Vogue's perspective, they're, like, we should be happy that they're talking to a Japanese person. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> it's Vogue. So is that bar so low? Is that bar that low now? <laughs> no, I'm not saying the bar. First of all, you're saying now as if like it was higher in the past. Right, 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 right. Um, is it still but, that low? Yeah. <laughs> Every I day mean, is supposed to be better question. than the last. So, um, you know, I read somewhere that that's like this kind of like Democrat myth. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. Oh, it is. That that. Well, I don't know like, if it's a Democrat myth, but no, it's a Democrat. There's a saying. There's a saying that that is supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Every day is supposed to be better than the last. I don't know. I feel like this is a Democrat myth. But anyway, that's 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 not the point. Don't get off track. The, yeah, the point I'm trying to make, I mean, <laughs> if there was a track, we've been off it a long time we, ago. Yeah, we, we, we I don't know if there ever was a track. to restrain ourselves from jumping off um, into that track. What what am I trying to say now? You keep interrupting me. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, The point I guess I'm making is that Vogue is not going into the hood to get these stories, right? Somehow this woman had a connection to a writer who pitched a story to an editor right. right at Vogue. I guarantee everyone in that chain is a non-black person. Probably. I guarantee it, but probably is a safer thing to say. <laughs> the point I'm I'm really making though is that where 
where are they even gonna know that this came from the hood? As far as they're concerned, because like, we gotta remember, we're invisible to them. Richard Wright wrote that book, and yep. people be forgetting, yo, we're invisible Which to book? a lot of them. Native Son? No, Invisible Man. No, that wasn't Richard uh, Wright. That was uh, Ralph Ellison. Ralph Ellison. In- Invisible yeah. Man. Um, but excuse me, uh, black intellectuals, don't don't crucify me for this. <laughs> but yeah, so. We're invisible to them. I mean, I've experienced it personally, where it's just like, I'm just not there. Right. Yeah, it's not even like a conscious, like, we're going to but ignore them. But if there it's like are they young don't even people who are a part of the media, and it's their job to look for trends. And but, social makes social media makes it, basically democratizes, like, your access to cultures. Right. Right? So... I feel like that's what I feel like that's what's happening somehow that Me. like the setting of the culture is being watched and then being kind of like presented as like their own culture. But I feel like, that's, that I feel like that's the socialization. I think that's the socialization though of this of our <laughs> socialization. Like that's just how our society has been operating mm-hmm. that the, the writer in this piece may not have even consciously thought of anything other than the fact that I don't need to put no footnotes here. Right. This is about the Japanese um, uh, this is a, this nail a woman, designer. Yeah, this, this and, is a trend now. It's and it's a trend now, and I'm I'm documenting the trend, and that's it. And I don't have to go any deeper than that. Here's you know, a question. It may not have been any deeper Should than that. Should we just not care anymore about cultural appropriation? Should we just not care about it? Like no, I'm asking an honest no, no, question. No, 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 I'm no, not trying to be specific. I think we should definitely care. Absolutely. I think we should there. definitely care. I just don't understand. I just don't know. It, are we just supposed it to be? It should just be more. It should be more of a like. Here we go again. We need to correct this. I just what that's that, the thing is. I just always see this like, this outrage as if like. The last time we pointed it out was going to change some shit. Right. It's not going to change. No, I'm asking a legit question. My question was because sometimes I'm just outraged by it because I just feel like it's just blatant stealing. It, no, it's it's always blatant stealing. I, I know, think you got to make a statement. Some, but the point, the point I'm making, that's why I was trying to make the point about like the access to the writer. A lot of times these people don't, they don't even know where the shit came from and they don't, they don't want to investigate. So it's like we know where it comes from. So when we see the vote, the thing is, we gotta always remember as black people, we pay attention to their stuff and our stuff. Right. They only pay attention to, to their, their stuff. stuff. Right. right. Yeah. So when we see this in Vogue magazine, we're like, wait a minute. I've been seeing this since I was a little kid. This ain't new. Yeah. Now that y'all are doing it, oh, it's cool. Right. <laughs> but we've been doing it. Like that. But I guess I'm my black saying, auntie I'm, who you I'm, wouldn't hire, she yeah. was doing that in but 1985. I guess I'm saying, should we? Should we like? Should that just be the conversation? I think you have to. I think you have to measure your energy. But let me ask you. I mean, because you don't want to. You don't want to be outraged about everything because then right. you don't have the energy for the real shit. Right. But, <laughs> right. But let me ask you. If you if you were sitting here with that writer right now, what would I? Tell what is it you want to say to us? I would say you'd have to go, you should go a little bit deeper. There, there's a more interesting way to tell the story, which is like this originally, this, this um, style, this trend harkens from what actually happens, you know, when black girls like are virtually expressive with themselves. Like this is a trend that comes from the depths of like Bed-Stuy and Brooklyn. That's where it started. Right. 
So it's a teachable moment. On yeah, Twitter, almost. Where it's like, you know, you give you send her an email and be like, you know, just to let you know if you didn't know. Yeah. Um, This is where that comes from. And I guess know, I, that's, that's just, the just extra step be, that would I would always want a writer to take. Especially yeah, when no, it comes no, no. to trends, and you know? I think, I think, but how would the white, how would the writer know to take that step, unless they are able to accept and acknowledge this thing that I'm about to say that is very hard to accept and acknowledge if you come from a certain standpoint. That is, that almost all of contemporary American culture has and will come from black people. Yeah. You have to really be able to live with that as a fact right? to inform your actions if you're someone who reports on or critiques culture. Agreed. And unless you live with that fact, which most of these people are going to be unable to do, you're not even thinking to investigate further because you're going to stop right where it came to you. If it came to you, let's just say from this Japanese woman... Why are you going to investigate further unless she happens to tell you to, to. mention it? Right. And, and then not, if she, you know, then if she lose, mentions it. Let's not lose track of also the economics here. Anything that's a print that's got print circulation going on is under extreme uh, financial pressure as well. So there's there's like, you know, Trump country re- reads uh, some Vogue, too. Yeah. Surprisingly. And you know, sometimes people just want to stay even. Not that I, I think so you she think was, is that you think it's I don't, that I don't think she was ne- think necessarily that, that insidious. But I mean You can't say the writer though, because in the end there's editors as well. No, exactly. I'm saying I, I think like So just say the, the publication. I think the publication, you know, might be censoring or monitoring, you know, yeah, and the editing tone, things and the, the tone, tone of the um, article. But yeah, one I thing I don't that. want is I just don't want like people like yourself or black Twitter, like, burning their energy because energy is in limited supply and we got to use it for real things. Well, 2017 was definitely the year of cultural appropriation, like, being really talked about, being in the news, etc. So it's just a nice way for Vogue to get in, like, a last-minute, you know, <laughs> like, cultural don't forget to be outraged. Not the black people, but Japanese. <laughs> we'll go Japanese. Don't forget to be outraged. We'll be so back in. No, that, that, that was, yeah, that was their way to, to get in the last-minute bit of cultural appropriation before the year um was over uh speaking of other fuck shit uh this tax bill yeah that fucking tax bill man see this we were distracted we were distracted no, i feel like that was like front and center yeah it was, front, it was front and distracted center distracted by by what it was a straight those party are, line vote those are consequences of of elections that elections. happened with elections before. it was a so straight party line vote in both houses straight party line you know, I can can I it was kinda like can I actually get your Bernie Bros in it was kinda in, like in the Obamacare vote. It was kind of like the Obamacare vote. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. Though. I know there are differences before you start defending Obamacare <laughs> and Obama. I'm not I'm okay. pro Obamacare, you know, as although it's flawed. And I'm pro Obama, although he's flawed or was a flawed president. Watch yourself. They all are. <laughs> Yeah, don't come at me with they all are. They all aren't the first black president. Yo, there's some there's some ways that he could have done obviously better. So I don't I hear what you're saying and I agree, but exactly. don't come at me with they all. That's like a not all white people. That was your hashtag. No, 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 no. no. no that's but the same how would you one. leave where he was he was flawed, but he's flawed like all presidents. 
No, he wasn't flawed like all players. No, he's flawed. He wasn't. He all presidents were not blessed with a black daddy. Okay, <laughs> he was not. He cannot. That I will not let you fall on that argument for Obama. I loved Obama. He was the best president of my lifetime. I'll give him all okay. those accolades. Okay. All right. Okay. Good. With that said, he was a flawed president, uniquely flawed by being black. Let's not we let's not get into this. Right I don't want to get into that, but I, I do. Want to, I do want. To, I just want to point out that by mentioning a president is flawed, it's like, but are you saying anything? Because all of them were flawed. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was definitely flawed. I don't know. I don't know how, but yeah. I mean, he obviously was. Billy Clinton. Billy Clint's only. Billy Clinton had two main flaws. And if he had been. I wish Obama had Billy Clinton's flaws. Shit. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Can you Not imagine? Not being the first black president, no. Mm-hmm. But I hear you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I don't even my, the the problems I have with Obama are not even like the quote unquote capital P progressive problems. Like I don't give a fuck about drones, personally. I mean, yeah, it's fucked up, but at the same time, it's like, yo, blame your government, motherfucker, for like allowing fucking terrorists to come out of here. Like, shit yeah, happens. I, I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't really follow on that. Can can we get, can we really quickly veer curve to say Cornell West? What is Cornell West about? Oh. I mean, I, I, is he about I, anything anymore? Or is he, he is. is his thought he is. process just outdated? No. Yeah. No. Isn't it? No. I just think he's, he's too harsh on Obama and he goes so hard but on he's hate. But He's got some hate. He, I think no, I think he has some ego. I think he it's definitely, some ego, it's some ego hate shit. No, I mean, it's, it's not, not, it's, it's not like hate. that. He, he he and Tavis got sin, into that issue. His sin. Everyone has sin. As you talk about, like you like to talk about everyone is, all presidents are flawed. All human beings are flawed. His big flaw is his ego and and he's petty. He's petty and he's very egotistical. However, his critiques of Obama on paper are valid critiques. How hard he went with them and the ways he chose and chooses to still criticize, that's the the ego and the petty. That's the petty. But the actual substance of his criticism, even his criticism of of Ta-Nehisi, the substance of it has some merit. I think actually his criticism of Obama has more merit than his criticism of of Ta-Nehisi. Why do you think his criticism of Ta-Nehisi, what, what, what? Tana Hisi did compare Obama to Malcolm X. That's a, a little bit much. A little bit much. He, he did it. Uh, he did it. Yeah, but we got to go. He you got to tell it. me context for that. It, there's no context. There's no context in which you can compare <laughs> right. the ruler of the <laughs> empire to the Malcolm challenger <laughs> of the empire. There's no context. No, yeah, I don't think that's what I don't think that's what Tana Hisi was ever trying to say. That he's an outgrowth of that. Obama was our generation's Malcolm X. He said it. That's a stretch. He said it. I I read it. Okay. In an otherwise good article, I remember at the time that I read it. This is this is a year ago. This is way before because he said that a year ago. I remember because I was in Seattle during during the the, the holidays. Um, when I read it, it was it, it was his article. 
Um, and it was, you know, reflecting on the Obama presidency. I think it might have actually been an excerpt from we were uh, eight years in power. But um, that's I mean, that's Our president only one, was black. Yeah, that's only one um, uh, of Cornell's criticisms. Uh, um, that was valid. Another valid criticism is that in general, while Ta-Nehisi critiques Obama, he does not critique Obama from a more class-based socialist standpoint. Um, and he doesn't critique Obama very strongly when you just look at the facts that black people lives um, noticeably um, decreased in quality over the Obama gener- uh, uh, administration over the year the Obama years sure so, saw he oversaw a dramatic increase in wealth inequality for black people a dramatic increase in black unemployment um, black people were basically sidelined in the recovery I mean there's there's, there's, there's a lot yeah, to but was that, a that, that wasn't Obama pre- though. yeah that was a result of the Clinton presidency that was a result of the Bush presidency. The Clinton well, presidency. The Clinton presidency. That was not, a result of the Bush presidency. Not all of it. The problems, the problems Obama inherited the results of the, the Bush presidency. However, how he chose to remediate those problems were his choices. They're his choices. Wait, and, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. This is this is mild this is, criticism. No, why why no, but listen, this I think I, I think this points to exercise. This okay. points to a problem that like black people are going to have to resolve going into these election years. And by that, I mean, you can't get caught in the, the narrative that the right creates because absent of democratic narrative, which we're still trying to figure out how to fucking do in a cohesive manner, Republican narrative tends to win out. And I mean by that, this, they always talked about how Obama, how black people did worse under Obama. Facts. Black people, 2D facts, 2D facts. Like I can show you, I can show you how the economy is going down when Obama steps into office and you could blame that on Obama because Obama's in office. Those are 2D facts. But we know if you look deeper, this is Bush's economy that's tanking, not his. And shit doesn't just change over because it's inauguration day. You know, life is life and nature is nature. And it continues to take its course based on what was set in motion. Now, this recession that we had. Another 2D fact, it was the deepest since the Great Depression. And so when people always say, oh, it's taken us so long to have this recovery. I'm like, yeah, because, you know, this is the longest recovery in like 80 something years. I'm like, that would be right, because this is the worst recession in 80 something years. (laughs) So likely it was going to take a long time to get out of. And you know, you know what the rule is. Anytime master got a cold, we got the flu and probably an elbow to the jaw. So if, if the white man's or if the general population's unemployment is at 11%, of course, of course ours is going to be double that. That's just, that's just the facts. And that's never been different anytime during our history. So that's what I mean by 2D facts. So they're on a little is deeper it a 2D and get over fact, shit. Is it a 2D fact that general unemployment has gone down to uh, about 4% and black unemployment is still at 20%? Is that a 2D fact? Is black unemployment at 20%? Yeah. Damn, is it? Yeah. 
black teenage unemployment is at 50 percent it's rough i mean it's rough bro i'm just saying and i wish i get what you're saying about the 2d facts i don't think what's the policy what you would do listen that's that's whataboutism i'm not saying what i would do all i'm saying is that there are things you can criticize obama uniquely about from certain perspectives Mm. from other perspectives i'm i'm was I did I vote for Obama twice? I did. Would I have voted for him a third time? I would. Okay. But I do think there's some validity to Cornell's criticisms. That's all I'm saying. Is Cornell an egotistical delivery, petty motherfucker? His delivery of course he is. He's his an weight, egotistical his on petty it is the problem. Just undermines the whole idea of what he's trying to do, at least give some criticism to all of the fanfare. And Tana answered Cornell in the best way he could in in the in the best way I've seen most people answer more people be answered better than Michael Eric Dyson. Michael Eric Dyson wrote a whole book yeah, Michael Eric about Dyson how crazy went in Cornell on. is and Cornell deserved that. <laughs> but at the same time and I should stop calling him Cornell because he's old enough to be my my at least my father, if not my grandfather. Dr. West. Stop calling him Dr. West. Brother West. He'll, but, he um, preferred Brother West. Yeah. Brother West either way. Um but I do think that um, Ta-Nehisi responded back with evidence that uh, Brother West was not necessarily reading all his work <laughs> before speaking some of these criticisms into being. So I get that. But I think to totally dismiss... I don't dismiss him. The writer of Race Matters. No, I'm not dismissing him. And one of the only black folks who consistently, whether you agree with him or not, he consistently calls for um, the recognition of, of, of poverty, poor black people. Um, his, his ideology is consistent. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know that you can really criticize Cornell much beyond his ego and his pettiness. Mm. You know, that, that, that's, are, that's how I look at no, it. No, I agree. But those are two big things to me. <laughs> <laughs> his ego and his pettiness are actually two big things because I it mean, starts to take away from the good of his argument. Right. Yeah. And it also starts to expose him for being an ego, egotistical, petty dude. And but if what I'm that, saying is valid, does it matter terrible. that I'm an egotistical, petty but dude? But it taints, it taints it the taints message. It taints where it's coming from. Because it feels like, well... Is this about the people or is this about you? Yeah. Are you are you like are you like just indulging and enjoying yourself or are you doing this because people need to I mean, is this really for the culture? Up? Yeah, is this for the culture? I think it's both. But Robin uh DG Kelly uh wrote a great article kind of like wrapping the whole TNC uh West debate up into the fact that we've always had black intellectuals black people we're not monolithic we've always no. had these yeah. internal debates yeah um this is just the latest inception of it what we should do is you, what the difference is is now with social media it becomes kind of like this pissing match yeah this whole thing back and forth between people and then people fall into their camps and then it just becomes like a i win or who can shout the loudest rather than what really should happen is we should take a synthesis of what West is saying and what Ta-Nehisi is saying and move that on, synthesize that, and then look at that idea or that set of ideas and criticize those. And so it it becomes dialectical. 
This kumbaya nigga is showing up on the last day of the year. How's that kumbaya? You always got hollering at me about being kumbaya people. That's classic. You showing up on the last day of the year. What this are you talking about? This is appropriate. That's, yeah, it's like everybody get together. That's right. Let's no, touch I'm not saying ring. everybody get together. Fuck let's, Kumbaya. Let's reach, let's reach no, for the places I'm we have not angry. been. I'm still angry. <laughs> Fuck Kumbaya. I'm still angry. I hate you all. <laughs> what I am saying is for the purposes of progress, real progress, not capital P progressive fake ass progress, oh, but real God. progress is that we need to be di- dialectic. And That's my problem with Wes is that he supported Bernie Sanders. And then, and then wasn't like down. He couldn't recognize Trump. My problem is with you not being able to recognize Trump. You can think what you want about Hillary, but you can't recognize Trump. Then you might need to step aside because you ain't the one to leave for if you can't recognize that dude. Listen, it's almost 2018. Y'all Democrats need to let go of this fucking election. Trump beat her ass. She should have never been the candidate. Bernie should have been the candidate. Trump didn't beat her ass. What are you talking about? He didn't beat her ass. He's president, ain't he? Yeah. That ain't beating her ass. Yeah. He got doing the technicals. No, say he got te- he whooping her ass. Technicals of a white supremacist political system in which you have an electoral college instead of majority wins. She got three million more votes than the man. It's, that, I am, that's just the facts. I look forward to 2018. I look forward to our conversations. We got to work that shit out, man. I'm serious. We got to work. Black people got to work that shit out. Dude. We do, but for the record, I'm pro electoral college. There needs to be Why? Some, there needs to be a check on the mob. No, but they there didn't do it. There needs to be a check on. They the didn't mob. check them. It did check the mob. It didn't check the mob. The mob just happened to be the what we agreed with this time around. But there we needs didn't. to be a check on the mob. What now? What should have happened is that the electors should have seen who Trump was. Right. And tried to steer it. And not try to steer it. They in the end they have a choice. They have a choice. By the they Constitution, can, they don't have to vote. Yeah, they don't have to go with the with the popular with the voting vote popular in vote. their state. They can. Mm-hmm. There's only a few states where that's the actual law. Like the states have codified in law that the electors yeah. have to um, uh, cast their ballot with uh, the majority the state. And even in those cases, the penalties for changing are so uh, minor, like the way the laws are written. That an elector who wanted to vote their conscience mm-hmm. could do so anyway. Yeah, but it's been pageantry for so long that the actual real purpose of it has atrophied. And so when the real alarm came up, all the sensors were dead, and they let this motherfucker just walk on through. Like this is what you're here for, because this is mob. This was populism. This was, you know, this was mob rule. Yeah. And it was like, hey, y'all need to check this. Because <laughs> once the temperature cools down, everybody will realize how foolish of a decision this was. All right, so listen, let, um, let's talk about what we're going to do. Actually, let's talk about some uh, Anunnaki signs. Let's get back to the original purpose of this podcast. <laughs> Your original purpose. <laughs> it was my original purpose. We, 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 which, I had a question, which I had a question We've about. evolved beyond that. Anunnaki. Yes. Are waiting to come back. They're not waiting. I mean, I guess they're waiting. Are they're they cho- already here? Choosing, I thought you think that they're already here. They're oh, I, I think yeah, that there are some of them that already are already here. here. No, but they were here first. They made us. Okay. But you're saying their return, or if they're here, their revealing will come at a time in which they are waiting for us to be ready for... No, I don't think it's as mystical as that. I think it's... Uh, when their planet gets close enough for them to get here, 
Oh, oh so it's a scheduling thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got it. Oh, it's okay. about dates. Oh, but when but, the stars but line up. man? Like, who am I? I think Rihanna is clearly uh, an alien overlord of ours. Rihanna. Um, whoever reproduces with Rihanna is going to have, like, amazing children. Whoever, whoever that is. Now, don't let it be another Anunnaki. <laughs> like, don't let it be like Brad Pitt or some shit. Oh. Brad Pitt and Rihanna. Adris might be Anunnaki too. I'm not sure though. Why are you naming every, Why can't the humans have any big talents? Right. Is it all aliens? I mean, anyone who's basically like a star or a superstar. No, not anyone who's a superstar. Like, like Diddy is definitely human. <laughs> And he's amazing. Who wants to buy the Panthers, by the way? Uh, wouldn't that be great? Though, he's guys? amazing. That, that motherfucker shed the shit, and then events happened in which there was an opening for him to buy a team. But now that's intention. He, wait, didn't he say that? I thought he said it after Homeboy said he was going to sell a team. He no. said it before. Yeah, he said it weeks before that he wanted to find a way to buy a team or start a league. He was popping out there about you know oh, this about one. buying a team in about general. buying a team in general. Oh. And then that these happened events happened. That's then different from what you just said. Oh, but well, that's nah, still cool. That, that's what that's I meant, cool. though. It was like, he, he was speaking, you know, that into being. It was basically like, I want to buy a team. That. And then I thought that was a response. I thought his video was a response to them putting it up. No, his video was. But, but what he he's saying earlier, is that he had, had weeks earlier back. said he wanted to yeah. buy a team. Right. And he basically... Spoke that to see. I'm gonna. I'm, that's another thing I'm gonna try for 2018 is speaking th- things into existence. Setting intentions, if you will. Setting intentions. I'm all about it. One of my group chats. I had a debate about how Jay Z spoke himself into the into the like greatest rapper, like king in New York position. He spoke himself into that existence. Right. He basically decided to put himself in a debate that niggas was not having. Which was what? When he said the line Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas When he said When niggas are your day Who's the best MCs Biggie, Jay-Z, or Nas At that time Niggas was not it was arguing just Biggie and Nas Whether he He was He was not part of he that conversation He was not part of that conversation But he put himself right in it Even though I will say It deserved to be He did deserve to be In that conversation At that point But in terms of Notoriety Mm-hmm you know, he wasn't known like that. I mean, he had only released Reasonable Doubt, which was like, that was like a a New York classic. But, but from the Doubt beginning. went gold, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if that, at produced a time by, when, Produced by Ski Beats, Greensboro, North Carolina. Represent. I never knew Ski was from North Cac. Yeah. Okay. I mean, when you think about it, I should have known that. That is it. That is his brilliance at the end of the day. Right. It's no, like, I'm not hating. I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying. Like, I think that these guys may be on to something. I got to try. I got to try this in 2018 because clearly Puff spoke Dante's existence. Yeah. Although it seems to me that I feel like him saying that he is gonna buy the Panthers means that there's gonna be as many people who's gonna try to prevent it. I feel like he should have done it on the low. Like he should have got like a a, a a white like. Face. Like you know how like like gay dudes get a beard. Well, he don't should have got like a, a, a yeah. white beard. Well, like he's skin. He's too loud for that. Skin, like you know, so gay dudes get a beard. Yeah. So white, black, black businessmen get a skin. No, he, he can't, can't hide, hide, man. He can't no, hide. He, he, can't hide. he could have, but he, he could have had like some he has a network, some lawyerly like white dude that he could trust. 
do all the negotiations, act like he was buying it for himself or for the, like some hedge fund or something like that. <laughs> and then once all once it came down to closing mm-hmm. and about to sign the papers, all the deals are made, money's has been you know deposited, people expected to go in. When it comes to sign the papers, uh, Diddy comes in. Man, a football team. It I think it's 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 more than that. Let me you tell you something. You ain't signing over a building. My parents. I was talking to my parents about this because the dude from um, uh, now Cap wrestling, wants to go into wrestling federation, Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon. He uh, he he like sold some assets so he could try and make a run at, at the bid too. And my parents both laughed. They're like, neither one of these motherfuckers getting the team. It's way too much money in Charlotte for them to allow somebody from the outside that's going to break the decorum quote unquote <laughs> that is going on here in Charlotte it's too much money and it's true man it's what oh, wait, so the guy are. that owns it now is from Charlotte the guy that owns it now played he's a big Charlotte dude I mean he's a, he's a he's from the South Carolina area so he oh, played okay. football in Wofford and then went to go play football in the NFL for Johnny Unitas you know whatever whatever built the Hardee's Denny's line and shit like that um, and so he's just, he's kind of a local kid mm-hmm. and cut off his sons. And then one of his sons died. And so he had already decided that basically he was going to, um, he was going to sell the team upon his death. Now I think he paid like $200 million for the team. It would sell at 2 billion. Um, his, his, I mean, that's a come up or, or yeah, <laughs> no shit. hell yeah. Is that team even 20 years old? But if he sells it while he's a, nah, it's. Yeah, actually it is. It's about 20. It's, it's just like over 20. Okay. So it's like 20, 22. But um if he so That's a 10 time That's a profit. 10 time. Right. But he has to take capital gains. So the original thing was this in so his he, will. He's got to wait for this tax plan we were just kind of briefly talking about. He will get more. His capital gains tax is going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen, so his wife who had to hear all this sexual shit like that uh um that was going on with him you know, I forgot he's selling it because he's like a harasser. Yeah, because he got caught up in the Me Too wave, mm-hmm. and so uh, and and he had some racial shit that he had paid off for people to be quiet about too. And then I mean that's not surprising. No, nah, it's not surprising. They all fucking racist. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not. It's Jones not until sexual sexual harassment is what is what folk perk their ears up about. Oh, he's racist. Oh, you know, saying yeah, it's like spreading like it's a virus. <laughs> um, so if he like, sells the team now, he was racist. If he sells the team now, it's going to be two billion minus two hundred million, right? But the capital gains will be on the one point eight billion. If he, as opposed to if he, as his will stated before all this came up, he would just sell the team once he died, so that basically it would be if he doesn't when he dies, mm-hmm. it would be valued at two billion dollars a day. And if he sold it for like. Any any price he sold it at above that, yeah. Let's say two point five, the capital gains would only be five hundred million, as opposed to one point eight billion. Uh, if he sells he it cut, right now, if he cut his kids off, what does he want to sell when he dies for? Because I mean, who's the money going to? Like his wife. So, oh, his so, wife. so she's, she's old so, too, though, isn't she? Yeah, uh, she's probably a little younger. So it's like this is the mean, difference between capital gains rich. on one point eight and five hundred million. So yeah. she's wanting that dude to die. like, yo. He better sleep with one eye open. Cause she's like, yo, you selling the team right now? That's a lot of fucking they're gonna they're gonna strip about nine hundred million from that. Ooh. 
Whereas they would have stripped two hundred fifty million from him if he died. So she's like, they're not gonna and this strip- motherfucker cheated on me. Wait a minute, wait. they're not gonna strip nine. Super job, open rich. They're not cat. gonna strip nine hundred million dollars from one point eight billion. That's half. They're not gonna strip half a in third. the capital gains tax. It's not even it's a third. Still my Capital even no. if it was a third. No, it's not even a third. Capital gains tax. That's the point being the difference the, between no, no, the capital gains being one point eight billion and five hundred million. Whatever the percentage is. It's going to be a lot more on that and 1. is, 1.8 and billion. This is, and this is why it's f- f- fucked up for rich people. Like, when people, when they get that rich. Either way, like... You're getting fucked. No, either way, you're making millions and millions and millions of dollars by doing nothing. But she might want to pass that on to her sons. He cut his sons off. She might not feel that way about her sons. I mean, like, I want the amount of fortune that I can but have to pass I'm on to my even family. From, even from her perspective... It's the capital gains tax is so small. It's something like ten percent. It's like it's a, it's it's a, it's more than ten percent. I'm exaggerating, but it's less than twenty percent. Capital gains tax, and that's why when Republicans come out, they lower the capital gains tax. It that's also a tax that benefits rich people because rich people tend to make their money from the buying and selling of things. Right. Whereas yeah. the average person makes yeah. their money from wages. working from that's wages. Right. So. Capital gains tax at fifteen percent is still less than the taxes that even like the lower middle class worker is paying in terms of percentage of their income. So fuck that. Like fuck his like seller when he does. Like fuck him. Pay the capital gains tax. It's small. No, me and you preaching to the same choir, bro. Like on on one point eight. If I was that rich, I wouldn't be sweating. On one point eight billion dollars, the capital gains tax. Is it's like two hundred million? Like it's nothing. It's nothing. Uh, I don't million, know. Sniff at you know. But I guess if you already you have, have all that money already, no. But I feel you. Billion I feel, you know, hey, listen, you, you you preaching? You talking to people point, who does got the money? Really matter? That's what I'm saying. Right, right. Really? You're like I'll pray, but I mean, that's what I'm trying I remind to say. you, you're talking to people who've got no idea what it feels like to have any of that money anyway. So. I feel you. I'm with you. I have no idea what it feels like. But what I still say that what made me mad about being unemployed now is that I'm out of the tax bracket to fucking take advantage of these Trump. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this, this this fucked up tax bill that passed. Like I'm if I still had look at it because if I, I still had a job and you know with my wife working like together our household we're we're looking at like like we should be pro yeah. <laughs> this tax bill. Just we we like like human beings, so so <laughs> we're not. But now I'm like, even oh, with the well, state fuck. and local, even with the state and local increases in Cali and New York, because I think he he hit us up with some extra taxes because he don't like. Yeah, well, the thing Cali is, that's why I'm like I'm in the perfect tax bracket because I'm not rich enough so that I I was paying more than the cap because what they did is they um. They were gonna make it so that you couldn't include state and local at all, right? Hmm. But then now, but because of argument, I think because there are some red states where mm-hmm. they do um have state and local taxes. Now it's capped. The deduction is capped at ten thousand oh. dollars, and I'm not paying ten thousand dollars because New York City taxes are so cheap anyway. The property tax, I'm not paying yeah, ten thousand. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not paying ten thousand dollars. So I, I I can I think I can deduct it all. Hmm. Um, but still, so because if you're if you're making if you're like a millionaire if you're making a million dollars 
you're paying more than ten thousand dollars in state and local taxes. Right. So the fact that you can't deduct that from your federal, you can only deduct up to ten thousand of that. Yeah. From your federal uh, returns is is kind of you know fucked up, and that's that's kind of that was Trump and Congress's fuck you middle finger to the you the know middle class. to the rich uh, liberals. Basically, California and New York. But here's the thing: I don't understand why a state like California and a state like New York, why don't we pass a law that says we're not giving any of our money to the feds, like until I mean, you know 2020, and then we'll revisit the law in 2020. And if he remains president, then we'll do this. You know, we'll we'll extend it. Could we really hijack it like that? I think we could. I How think that? that's the thing is, I, that's why I'm like all this talk about all this anti-Trump talk from Democrats and these other people. Like you guys are full of shit because there's so many ways that if you were, if you guys had as many has had balls like Republicans have balls, like Democrats have no 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 fucking cojones. If you had balls like Republicans have balls, you would all these Democratic state houses. Damn, son. All these Democratic uh, state houses would have voted laws in that be like, okay, y'all want to do your fucked up shit. You want to build a wall. You want to end Obamacare. You want this. You want to do that. We're not giving you our money because you because red states on average take more from the federal government Mm -hmm. than they give than blue states, especially if you look at New York, L.A. and Illinois. The three big cities in the United States are all in blue states, and they all these are all states that give more to the government than we get back. I don't think that's lost on them, though. It's not about whether it's lost on them. I don't understand why Demo- Democratic state houses are not playing hardball with the federal government. Republicans play hardball with the federal government all the time. Well, is it just like, the, how do you the- mean? What I just said. Why are they challenging challenging the government about? Yeah, like like being like, you want to fuck with us, but then we're taking our money elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Fuck you, Alabama. Fuck you, Mississippi. Fuck you, Louisiana. Fuck you, all you red hick motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. Like you have no money. We have all the money. So fuck you. I'd be interested to see how that could how that could happen, because I feel like federal is something that you can't really. Like you can, you can, you can deny money from them. Like when Obamacare was being rolled out, basically, you know, the red states that basically wanted to see it collapse would deny federal funding and whatnot red like states that. Always, but I don't know if you cannot give the money. Right. <laughs> I haven't seen that one go back the other way, where it's like I we're not giving our portion to the is, federal government. We're, we're not. Even, you're part of the United States, so you're we're not federal. even trying. What the thing about it is we're not even trying. Red states. Their whole states' rights shit. Like, let's play their game. That's that's why I can't be a Democrat. Democrats <laughs> never want to play their game. Right. Play their game. I'm just their saying, I don't know if that is, tactic is possible. I haven't seen possible. anybody their not game give money is to the Or even, like, getting everybody on the same page within the Democratic Party to actually play their game, like... That's no, not gonna... their game. No, no. Like, when their I say game their game... And then the game. Like, no, I'm saying... the rules. <laughs> See, that's the, that's the problem. Democrats is always trying to play by the rules, whereas Republicans are always being like, these are my rules. Mm-hmm. And and 
the issue to me is I don't understand why Democrats are not like, listen, you guys are all the states' rights people. You guys are all about states' rights and individualism and all that. So we're going to take our state and our rights and be individual. Fuck y'all. Let's see the party of states' rights and the party of individualism fight for collectivism. Let's make them fight for collectivism. See, now I think you're talking about seceding or some shit. Yeah. It doesn't have to go as far as that. Because those federal but funds, be, if you cut off those federal funds, that. I mean, nobody's if you do hitting. that and they cut off the federal funds, that's hurting, that's that's like just hurting That's, holding, that's but, hurting them more than it's helping the, them. The, that's what the point I'm making is that net, net, a state like New York and a state like California receives no federal funds because they receive back less than what they give to the government. So for every dollar that New York pays into the federal pot, New York receives, and I'm just making up a number, but New York receives 75 cents. So instead of paying that dollar in and getting 75 cents back, just keep the dollar. Fuck the 75 cents. You're You're making a quarter. Like, it's just math. You're Listen, making a quarter. I'm not refuting anything you're saying because I don't know the, the, the stats or the ability to make that maneuver happen. All I'm okay, saying I don't know the legalities. I, all I'm saying I don't know is, the legalities. All I'm saying is... But just, no one's even talking about it. No, no one mainstream, no Democrat is introducing these bills into, into their state law houses. And what I'm saying is, why is that not happening? Why is that not the thought process? Why is the... See, that's what I talk about some kumbaya shit. <laughs> that's kumbaya. The thought process is always like, let's reconcile. We need to come well, together. Nah, I just don't even the, know if that can like, happen, though. Fuck coming together with them. Like, no more coming together. 2018 is not about I agree. Coming it's about choosing anymore. sides. But what I'm saying is I don't even know if that's a a, 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 a real maneuver right there. If that's a real maneuver, that's then that's something. But like, if that's just basically like, situation. oh, you're seceding as a state, you want to basically be your own country, New York? That's a different. That's a different tale. They like make these better buttons to push. I I don't know. I don't I don't know. But it, it sounds like and, it's and, the and money one of the things. The money. No, I know yeah. always. But one of the one of the things I don't know is just like, you know. I, my sister is she's divorced and it's like the thing that happens when two people split is basically, you know, you end up being late on your bills every now and then because it's like you weren't taking care of those bills. So you don't even realize where that person's tentacles were for a moment. Like, I don't even know all the places the federal government is in terms of pumping money into different programs and this Mm -hmm. and that, the other. And it's like, uh, I couldn't even imagine if they would have basically said, Trump was like, turn off the spigot, fine. They want to, they want to play a hardball, turn it off. And what that would actually mean in terms of impact. I don't know. I I don't know all the tentacles of where the federal government is. I think New York, in California, like Washington State, Illinois, maybe New Jersey, maybe New Jersey, like you know, and then the New England states. If you know, we might even include Virginia in there. Maybe Virginia comes there, but Virginia, I don't know, they're a little iffy. But <laughs> if they all came together and decided to make power moves on a state level, right. Fuck Congress. Fuck their congressional leaders. It's about on a state level, the state governments, the state legislatures and the governors of those states decided to make power moves against the Trump administration. 
there's things that they could do. And I definitely think that the money spigot could be turned. Yeah, so the feds could turn off the money spigot. I think the states can turn off their money spigot into the feds. And it'll soon come to find out that fucking uh, North Dakota and West Virginia ain't funding shit. Okay, Alabama's broke. Mississippi's broke. What's the what's the resolution? What do you? That's what? just a, you sound. That, that sounds like just some rebel shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, like, I'm, just, I'm I'm Tear saying going apart. through the the state governments. I mean, the country's already being torn apart. I don't understand when people talk about oh you're gonna tear the country apart. The shit is already being torn apart. I don't think you. I don't think what you do though in response is you go and tear up the tear right. It up you too. don't further the tear, I guess. Because I mean, my thing is listen. You gotta finish. No, you don't. You stop tearing and you start cutting. You see, so like you know how you you have to sometimes if if you get if you get like a, 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 a an injury in your skin for the from the for them to sew it up properly, they gotta like slice it open a little bit further with a scalpel. Make I it a okay. nice clean cut. Okay. okay. Then they can sew it back together. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Like it's, shit is already being torn apart. It's already being it, no. It is. I mean, I meant that in the sense that there's. So you don't want to. There's certain things that should be um, maintained that you try and retain, and I mean that in this sense. Like uh, uh, Trump was like in his convention speech, he was like, "I alone can fix it." And I always had a problem with that statement. Just it all kind of stuck with me because it was kind of like, dude, how? There is no one person that has built this this thing, <laughs> and and who are you to think that you can do anything? Like, there's been so many people who have built this over so many generations, over so many years. Who the fuck are you to think that you can pull this Not all down? So there 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 are things worthy of maintaining because. This is taking a collective thing to forge on no, its own. No, he doesn't think like that at huh? all. That is not even in his No, that's not even... Yeah. yeah, he can't even... That concept, he does think he can do it all because that's how a dictator or authoritarian thinks. And it's just like some of those things. I thought that was one of his most things. gangster lines. Huh? I, I, thought, I remember that shit. I thought that was one of his most yeah, gangster I lines. I alone can fix I it. I alone can fix it. Well, that's because... And that's because his followers are just lazy as fuck and they're waiting for some. They're so bent out of shape about Obama that, you know, they're like, please save us. I never thought this was going to happen. I think 2018 is going to be the Obama-less year. Like, 2018 is when... we won't talk about him at all? Not so much we won't talk about him, but he's going to have... A year will have passed, and he's going to move out of the debates. Now, Trump and company is going to keep trying to hold on to Obama. Yeah. But I think that... Because they need a foil. They need a foil. And I think that he's going to lose his power by the... By the end of the first quarter next year, the power of the Obama foil is going to be gone. That's my prediction. My my uh, heartbreak with that is I actually don't remember what it's like to not talk about Barack Obama. Oh, I don't think I don't think we'll not be talking about him. I think the his his power as a foil, his power as a foil is always going to stay with the 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 hard Trumpsters, right? Yeah. And so they need that. They 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 need to hear Pelosi. They need to hear Obama. They need to hear Clinton. They they love that red meat shit. Um, they still gonna try to use Clinton. They and they and they're gonna try and Benghazi. use it, but the power of it is gonna probably start to you know definitely diminish. So I I kind of agree with that. 
<laughs> so and I don't think he's moving off the stage. And that's interesting. That's a great, that's a great photo. Um, there you go. We got into this debate talking about uh, the Anunnaki. <laughs> I just wanted to mention two things uh, as we wrap up 2018, which is um, that SpaceX uh, launched. Oh, uh, yeah. Last week. Elon. Yo, was that that California picture I sent y'all? Yeah, well, Is it was going around was? the internet because people were, like, posting it. The yeah, first it couple like, of hours, you were like, was like, that a SpaceX shit? What the fuck? Is, it no, people thought like it was a like shit. a UFO. Yeah, they, they thought yeah, it was no, a legit, what, like, Well, somebody, somebody in my Twitter feed was that, that I was reading um, with the picture said they thought it was, like, a SpaceX. They were, like, cheering Elon Musk and, like, this is the SpaceX I, I believe that's launch. what it was. I that's exactly that's what, what it was. was. But... Because there was not a lot of fanfare about it. Like, people just were seeing it in the sky. Can you well, imagine, think, like, looking up dope. and seeing... Well, I think the last SpaceX launch Gattaca, failed. Man. And there was a lot of fast fanfare around it. So I think they wanted to... So they just... Low they key. just wanted, they wanted to low-key... Low like, su- succeed. And then maybe talk about it afterwards. You gotta see Gattaca. Why, why do you think we have such an obsession with space? I feel like there's an unreasonable obsession with trying to get people off the Earth and find another Wait, you place think to there's trash. an obsession with it? I, I don't think there's an obsession. I think I Elon Musk is weirdly obsessed with like... That's one guy. No, I don't yeah, think there's enough he, of an he, obsession. You don't think it's enough of an obsession? Like we went to the moon in 1960-something and we haven't gone further than that. There should be. Now. A person should have landed on Mars by now. Yeah, we should already have that going on. A person Why really should have landed on Mars Why do we need to now. focus... I feel like it makes me sound uncultured to say this, but I feel like (laughs) (laughs) the obsession with space to me is like, there's so much to take care of on earth that to, to even throw money in that direction in terms of trying to get people off this earth and find another in like an habitable space. It seems ridiculous to me. I don't know if the idea is necessarily finding habitable space. I mean, exploring it, exploring. I know is that's the point. Like there needs to be resources. I think I think diverting, and this is this is kind of going back to the tax thing. It's like all the different things we could have done with the money that we gave to wealthy people. Like we could have kept their rates where they were. They basically have been getting lower rates. I mean, they they had two tax cuts. They had a tax cut in 01 and a tax cut in 03. And Reagan gave them a tax cut back in 86. I mean, they've been, yeah. the taxes have been going lower. They're not what they were in the 60s. Yeah. I mean, they've been going lower. So, I mean, there's different places where we could have put that money because right now the issue is not business owners having enough money to, like, bring jobs. It's people having um, enough money to generate demand to fucking buy stuff that will then click on for an owner to do it. But but the space thing is the thing. It's like we used to think big. Yeah. And now we think in these incremental sort of devices like an update on your phone or this, that, yeah. We thought I, I when I was growing up, you know, I thought we were gonna have flying cars by now. True. You know that is true when you think we about stopped, it. We stop yeah. we stop dreaming outside the box. And so sometimes it's like things like space because there was a big brain drain from NASA to Wall Street. All those guys took their physics degrees to Wall Street where they're putting together algorithms that can trade faster and pick up pennies mm-hmm. as opposed to figuring out what the next big rocket booster was going to be so that we could explore other places. So we might 
find who knows what. And that's for the and those are worthy investments to make as opposed to just straight giving money to people who don't even fucking need it. It's like, you know, we gotta make it we gotta we gotta make investments. I mean, China, Europe, they got faster trains than we do. They got uh, I mean, we got I'm driving in lanes on the on uh what is that, JFK? Um, uh, not JFK, on um on not the West Side Highway. What's the oh, other one? The FDR. On the FDR. And it's like I'm driving in a nineteen, you know, forties vehicle or something. Then it's yeah. shit. I mean, and all of that stuff is Earth stuff that you just named. <laughs> None of that stuff yeah. has anything to do with No, going. no, but you I'm know saying there's things like, you can learn out there to bring back and listen, they and, need and they need to send niggas to Mars. Ex- exploration is not a bad thing. No, I listen, I again that's I the only way we're gonna, it. That's that's the only way we're gonna find the Anunnaki before they find us. The Is other, it we keep exploring? We need to keep exploring. Yeah, we need we some need outposts on Pluto so we can see the motherfuckers coming. However, you guys need to realize, prep speak, speaking something about a little bit more close to Earth, which apparently this had been a warning that got put out a couple of years ago, but this story resurfaced, which is that um, the CDC has declared that flying in an airplane exposes you to more radiation than standing next to a nuclear reactor. How does that not now? How does that work? Land on the front page of all the news sources. I mean, hysteria. I answered my own question. Well, because but. you're only in a plane. Let's say you're in a plane <laughs> yeah. for like 24 hours. I need to short some airplane but stocks. What it is is that apparently, Monday. so the the atmosphere protects us from cosmic rays, from radiation. Right. All types of radiation and molecules, etc., that are flying through space gets a, get absorbed in the atmosphere. Ah. And now the ozone when layer you're flying, you're at the higher levels of the atmosphere. The, the uh, way flight works nowadays, we, we fly pretty high altitudes. Yeah. So we're basically in the upper atmosphere. And so it's, it's thinner. And so there's more radiation that's getting through, mm-hmm. more cosmic radiation that's getting through. So you're actually exposed to more radiation than you would be if you were standing or working in a nuclear reactor. And so now they're classifying, they're reclassifying airline employees like flight attendants and pilots. Yeah. They're reclassifying them as um, like high radiation occupations. Like they, they, ha- they get a, a certain same classification. Like if you worked in a nuclear power plant, it's the same classification they're getting. Ooh. So there's like so, certain, I think, health protections they have to get and, and et cetera. Wow. Um, yeah. So, to the investors out there, consider shorting airline stocks on Tuesday because that's I mean, going to raise insurance premiums that those companies are going to have to pay. At the end of the well, day, that, that, that the story, only thing that story came about, out, but, but, you know, there were trading days yeah, since that story but, has come out. But the only thing we care about, about are our airline fares. <laughs> that's the only thing we momentum, care about. Momentum can continue. There might be a continuation. Just check your stocks. <laughs> don't don't dive in blindly. Just check your stocks. <laughs> So, but that just makes me think about, you know, people who have to fly all the time, like who are not employees, right? Like who just fly all the time for work. Yeah. uh, Who fly frequently. My wife about to head and hop cross. So you need to get her a lead suit. That's what you need to get her. Oh, is that what's going on? Was this the resolution in the article? No. (laughs) It's a day, though. Like, I'm, I'm surprised that even got out of the CDC because CDC had to strike down like six different words or phrases that they could no longer use some simple shit, just like birth control. 
and that they can no <laughs> longer say. It's not one of the words. It's not one of the words. But you know, it was some ridiculous shit like that. Like, I think diversity was one of the words. Some of the words, though, were, were ideological, I yeah. will say. So I'm, I, surp- I'm surprised I'm that report even got out. If I'm a conservative administration, I might try to get them to stop using these terms too. <laughs> fucking progressive, progressive fucking terms. Diversity. The fuck diversity. Can I say the genius of the conservatives? At risk. The genius of the conservatives is to make the word conservative a positive thing. They think it's a positive thing. Why why is... The word is neutral. What do you mean it's positive or negative? No, for the the fact that, you know, Republicans or whoever are conservatives because they've switched names. They used to be Democrats back in the 1800s. Capital C conservatives. Conservatives, yeah. To make that like, like it's like it's a good thing, and progression, progressive is a bad thing. Is that's, that, a, that's a hell of a uh, that's a hell of a branding job. By the I way. don't I don't know that they've done that. I think that you're yeah, just mad I that I keep using capital P progressive. You can say, oh, this is not a conservative agenda. I mean, those guys get love for you know. Yeah, but oh, that doesn't mean it's necessarily positive, does it? Yeah, it's positive for them. They've tarred him. They've tarred him. They've tarred him. They've tarred him. Feathered progressive, I'm like, I'm trying, liberal, but I, liberal, I, progressive. Yeah. They've tarred him. Feathered progressive and liberal. Like progressives and liberals are scared to call themselves progressive and liberals. Are they no really? conservative? No conservative is really scared to ever call themselves a conservative. I don't feel like progressives and liberals are scared to call. There was a time where they were definitely scared. Like you were running from the word liberal. When? Like, when? When was that? Like. During the Bush administration, like the early 2000s? Liberal is a dirty word in politics. No. It used to be. No. We're trying our best to try to embrace it and bring it back, but liberal used to be a dirty word in politics. I disagree. Uh, Well, listen. Let me hold that part of it. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to continue that debate in 2018. I thought it was like, yeah, just trust me on that. Just trust me on this. Let me hold that one. I I don't know if I could trust you, bro, but... Anyway, I mean, in everything else, I trust you. I don't know about that one. But, <laughs> we need to clink them up. Um, we need to clink them up for for tw- twenty eighteen. Let's let's did wrap. We drink let's, on the drink? let's wrap. I this think up. there's another. Uh, I think. Oh I think, no, we, we got drinks. Let's. We, we got, we we got, got another the bottle. We got is another it, bottle. We are drinking, by the way, because of course this is what we do, but also because it's New Year's Eve. I mean, it's New Year's Eve. I don't think I, none of us are partying tonight, right? No, I mean, I'll be. I mean, I'll be. I'll be right home partying. We'll be doing. Stay, what'd you say? Somebody should stay staying at home. Is, is staying, staying in, in is, is the, the new, new out. Is the new out. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. Come on, that. guys. Staying is the new Listen, out. Listen, man. Good deal by you guys. Cheers. Just keep improving. Cheers. Keep moving. This has been a very it's been a great good year. experience. It's been a progressive this. It's been a great experience. Progress has been made. We're going to come back in 2018. We're going to be even bigger and better. We're going to be promoting. We're going to have sponsors. Listen, let's speak into existence. We're going to have sponsors. Just wait and see. Just wait and see. 2018. But I don't want a sponsor. Because then I got to worry about who I can talk shit about, bro. No, you don't. No. You don't. No. We only take on the ones you that... You choose sponsors you can get behind. Yeah. Like, there's okay. no reason why you can't get Both behind, ways. like, Bevel, right? We don't have to take the money. We're doing this shit for free. Well, see, I can't yeah. get behind Bevel because I don't shave. Right, but yeah, I do. but still, Bevel okay. is a great company. But I mean, oh, it is. I'm, I'm behind what it's doing. Yeah, for sure. Me too. You know, actually, me too. I would take. We would take that money. We would take that money. Now that that doesn't keep me from talking about the owner if he comes and gets found for some sexual harassment shit. Which I doubt we that we would. No hate, Trevin. I mean, Tristan. 
Walker, excuse me. Yeah, why you why even put that, that wasn't, on? Nah, I'm not even trying to put that on you, bro. I'm sorry. I, tell, <laughs> I, I, I doubt that, that would ever happen. It seems that. like I retract that. You didn't see fucking up our sponsors before yeah, you even hit it. You're right. Come, come holler at us. <laughs> we'll be ready. No, but 2018 is going to be good. We'll, you know, we'll, we're going to do some Instagram posts. I think we'll, we'll yeah, have we more opportunities to, to kind of like, you know, publicize what we're doing. Well, no, this is a good year. It was a good year. We got started. We got started. Um, we have some plans in the works to keep it going, to keep it popping. Got a couple production partners we talked to. So we're going to try to make 2018 even better than 2017 was, according to podcast. We're going to step then, the game up. Step the game up, exactly. And then for me, I hope 2018 is just better than 2017 in general. Because it was just like a, a fucked year. up year. <laughs> yeah. But it's going to be, were, I think it's going to be a really good year. I think we talked about some year, of the man. good things. We talked about some of the bad things. Um, o- overall, I'm still happy to be alive. We made it through Amen. another year. We made it through another year. We lost some folks. Um, so I'm just thankful for what I have. And that's my. Amen to that. That's your story. Story. Is there anything you want to say in closing? No, I think you. I think you got it. I, I would Jen, just like to yes. say, Jen, I knew Jen was going to bless us with the final <laughs> words of wisdom. So well, please, please do. Well, I just would just like to say that I hopped in on episode seventeen. I think seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, seventeen, eighteen. Major debut. Not knowing, you know, this was going to turn into like a commitment of sorts to friendship to like creation creativity and like taking risks and like doing things outside of like our jobs um consistently right so basically you looked up one day and you had a girlfriend <laughs> well you had a relationship i don't relationship, know relationship yeah <laughs> i mean i'm thinking about it from on. my perspective well you know you, you're dating a girl yeah, for a yeah, while yeah. and you know next thing you know it's like damn i got a girlfriend how did this happen right. that is exactly how this yeah, goes yeah like you yeah. look up and it's like damn you know like, oh. i'm not seeing people i used to see as often because every friday night i'm what actually sitting around the table with jen and o and it's 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 cool because it's, it's so like it's great. actually i feel like this is a reminder how work see, is supposed you, to be yeah you, you don't miss them you don't miss those people i mean you i see. you know i mean it's it's cool because it's like we're we're going for something yeah we're aiming for something i mean something. i'm happy I'm and we're not even thankful. really we're just organically doing it yeah we're just organically doing it and i'm very like it's nice to get to know your friends in a in a fun way like this right. you know outside of the kids and like you know the group of friends like this is really cool i'm glad i get to create with you guys because how pleasantly unexpected <laughs> You I'm guys glad, I'm are glad, up I'm to glad snuff. it was pleasant because I, I figured that once you got to know me more, you'd be like, "Why the fuck do I know this guy? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, should, I shouldn't know. I should not know someone. Like that. <laughs> he should be." Someone. I'm so. Uh, I I love it. It's, happy it's, happy it's 2018. The, the highlight of my week is fun. I really enjoy. It. I really enjoy you guys. It's nah, great. it's a good release, man. All right, so we we about to get on to our uh, our. New Year's celebrations. I think I'm just going to put this out. 
fuck it. Just get it out here before before the year is over. <laughs> I'm just gonna put this out. No edit, no nothing. We'll see how it goes. And this will um, be the kumbaya, and then you know what? I've already told people, man. Like, uh, you you can cut. Peace, y'all. Uh, 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 <laughs> y'all have a good New Year's Eve. Stay safe. Stay See safe. You in See you on the other side. See you on the other side.